Hello, listening people. Hello. You're listening to Spin Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I'm Ryan Slawinski. And I'm the less funny one. Who is that? It's me. Who are you? Do they, do they really want to know? Yeah, sure. It's Bartek. They didn't want to know. They didn't. I don't hear any clapping. I don't either. I mean, some people might have the clap, but they aren't clapping. What I, what I lack in comedy, I, I make up in charm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's what we're all about on this show. You're saying my mum's wrong? No, your mum is always on the money. She's bang on the money. Good. Yep, exactly. So that's but what what you said, charm. That's what we're all about here on Unappreciated Masterpieces. Mm, I was foreshadowing. Foreshadowed in now it is being paid off dramatically. Yep. Um what we do on Unappreciated Masterpieces, for those not in the know, uh we do audio commentaries for movies that seemingly don't deserve a commentary, but that's where we disagree. We say, hey, get it together person. I don't want to say man or woman. You know, you could be either. Or you could be a pet listening to this. Who knows? But, get it together. These, get it together, entity. These, yeah, get it together, <laughs> concepts. These these movies... Serious talk. These movies are dreams realised on screen. Someone sat down one day and had an idea. And they were, bra- they were brave enough. I don't know why I'm laughing about this. I say this every week. I really find it a tragedy. Someone was brave enough to have an original thought and share that thought with someone else. And that someone else could be an executive or a producer or director. And they said, yes, that's a great idea. Let's cast people in this. Let's get this going. Let's make this. And they made it. It might have been what they wanted. It may have not been what they wanted. But in the end, it got created and distributed to us. And did we enjoy it? No, we didn't. But we didn't feel enough about it either. We didn't hate it or love it. And that's upsetting because art should be reacted to. Mm. It's a it's a dynamic. Ryan mentioned earlier that, you know, some of us are concepts. Yeah. Ryan said that this that these films are dreams, those are also concepts. It's concepts battling it out, and that's where you get this kind of cooperation, collaboration. Yeah, exactly. It's an important part of life. Without collaboration, you wouldn't have that bridge. Yeah, and life is a circle, really, and we are a part of a chain that makes that circle in this process for films. We are taking the role of critics on a level. We are criticizing not the film itself, but maybe the audience that didn't get it. Maybe the reception for it. And yes, we are going to dig deep into the plot and the characters and the mechanics of it, but we're going to try and talk about it in a more positive manner because these films haven't gotten the love they deserve. Bartek, what is the film that we are going to give some major love to in this episode? The film that we are going to love for the next... Tenderly. Maybe ten hours. Yeah, sure. Uh, you said tenderly and I said ten, but I was going to say two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Sensually. There you go. For the next century, we are going to love Stara Miłość Nierdzie. Well, now, whoa, hold on. I, you didn't hear me. I didn't I, hear you. What did you say? I always... mortals, mortals can't hear it, but when you say it again, they'll hear it. Okay. It's Stara Miłość Nierdzie. Oh, okay, so... We've done this show for like over 70 episodes now and I know the bit that we do right now where you speak Polish because we are both spin Polish because 
you know, while we're spinning and we are both Polish. Yeah. But I don't speak Polish. That is my weakness, you Wait, might say. It. I know. Is that a thing we do every week? It's a thing we do every week. But here's the catch. I don't speak Polish, but I got a strong feeling about what this one is. Okay, could could you repeat it for all the listening people again? Because this... Oh, I'm going to guess this one, I swear. Should I say it, like, word by word? Word by word. Okay, the first, there are four words, everyone. Okay. Stara. Oh, good. I got that one, yeah. Miłość. Yep, four words. Nie. Nie, yeah. And this one's a tough one. Rydzewieje. <gasps> oh, fast track from 2006. More known by the is it more known by that title or the other one? No, it's the other one. The other one. What's the title of the movie? But that, that old I love just... no rust. Oh, old love no rust, which is of course the X, yes, starring the X. Zach Braff from two thousand and six, otherwise known as Fast Track or what was it Love. Polish love. Oh, um, rust has no love. If I literally translate all four words, it's like old. Love, as in like lo- old per- love, person, yeah. not like the verb yeah. love. Old love, no rust, which I think is like no rust. My, my old love's not rusty or something. I, love, like, I, I don't know. My old love has not corroded. That's right. Yeah, I don't really but Bartek, get it. Yes? We need someone to help us fight the corrosion. Yeah. Who's the brave soul? Who's the brave agent that fights against corrosion with us in this episode? Ryan, joining us today. Is our brother in arms or sister in arms? Don't judge, don't judge. Could be a pet, don't know. Our sibling in arms, Amanda Sandachone. <laughs> Do I woo myself? Yeah, you can woo yeah. yourself. Hey. Hi, Amanda. Most people Hi. just say, hey, guys. It was yeah. really hard to be quiet then. Well, now you're, now you're really showing that you're not. We get that a lot. <laughs> I love it. It's like, really hard to be quiet. <laughs> you're, you're right. So, Amanda, you are here now. You watched The X yeah. or Fast Track. Or well, old Love No Rust. Old old love, my Old love. Love's Not Rusty. My Old, my old love, love Has No Corrosion. corrosion. <laughs> um, this film stars... This is a film for all involved, you know, because we all watched it. And you guys are involved because you're listening to us talk about it. Now, here's the deal, guys. We are doing commentary track. And if you guys want to get a copy of this movie ready, I mean, it is readily available on Netflix and other services, of course. Always watch a legal copy of the film that we talk about. That's what I always say, because I want... Every single person involved to get some kind of notification saying that they're getting a royalty check from this film in particular. (laughs) I want Jason Bateman, yes, Jason Bateman stars in this film, to look at his phone and see, ah, the X. I remember that film. I played a cripple in it. Or did I? Ooh, <laughs> foreshadowing. So get your copy of it ready because you're going to sync it up with us. We're going to do. Foreshadowing the actor is someone else. <laughs> the foreshadowing is the actor is in fact not Jason Bateman, but another <laughs> form of Bateman. So get your copy ready because I'm going to do a countdown of a three, two, one, play. And when I say play, that's when you press play, and uh, we'll be in sync. Hopefully, you know, one can and only dream a field of dreams. And when, Ryan, and when Ryan says three, I'm not going to do anything. That's good. So get it ready. Just get ready. You know, get it together. If you don't everyone. have the movie yet, if you don't have the movie yet, pause it and then unpause it when we say so. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> They're never going to hear it because they paused it. Good. Good idea. <laughs> that so was a happy. slow burn on you Amanda. I'm so happy with that. <laughs> We're all happy here because we watched you the X. You have to explain the joke. Some so people guys, don't get it. Three, two, one, play. I respect my audience. I respect film. 
I and that's too. why I decided that we needed to do this particular film. Now, I'm going to go straight into the jugular of us as individuals and our relationship with this movie. I'm going to ask each and every one of us, including myself, what is our history with this movie? What is our backstory that defines us as a character towards this epic tale? Well, I have an epic backstory that I'm going to save for last. Bartek, what's your relationship, your backstory to this 2929 Productions film? Mm. Well, I... I'd never seen it before, but I really liked the letter X. Oh, did you? And it reminded me of that. So I I walked in very optimistically. Um, I... And and this is is where I was a bit illogical, Ryan. Oh, no. Um, When I started... When I, when I, before I started watching the film, I messaged you saying, hey, Ryan, are we watching The X from 2006 or The X from, like, 1997, which is some other film? I, equally as good, and I was about you, you confirmed my feelings that it is the 2006 version, and I breathed a sigh of relief because I was already, like, 20 minutes into it. <laughs> Can you imagine if I said no? <laughs> I'm like, no, but this movie is so good for the show. Amanda. Yes. What's your relationship with this movie? Oh, look, Are I, you platonic? I feel like uh, I have actually seen this before, but I think oh, good. probably like back in 2006. What was Amanda uh, like back then? Probably drunk. Um, How old were you, Amanda? Uh, let's see, 21? 20, 21. Maybe? There you go. Yeah, something like that. Big reveal. She was 20. six years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we were 13. <laughs> I was old enough to realise You were only 13. <laughs> yeah, we're young. Uh, I'm so old. I'm only 14 now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Time has been really slow. High and no rust. Yeah, exactly. So no you saw this when it came out, you think, but drunk. Then, yeah, well, because I, I started watching it the other day with my housemate and I was like, it is vaguely familiar. Mm. But then it is Zach Braff. So. And um, Amanda Peet. Amanda Peet, mm. that's right. I got excited. I love Amanda I get excited Pete. when characters in movies are called Amanda. But she's an actress. Well, I know, Amanda. but like you know, when you're watching a movie, and like <laughs> you must have a lovely Amanda show. <laughs> Never watched it. I was too old. I was you drunk. were. I was too old too, <laughs> and I was the appropriate demographic. I watched it. Yeah, that's why you're a fucking child. <laughs> I was you know? My, my history of this movie is the greatest history. You know when DVDs first came out. Oh, this yes. now Amanda, you're old enough to remember. I do. In particular, you remember when DVDs came out and you had trailers in front of the mm. movie. Like, you get that now, but I feel like it's lesser. It you get also, lesser amount of trailers. Where, where it's it also like VHSs. You, yeah, I know that, yeah. but, like, I'm saying with Maybe the age of DVDs where you still couldn't skip them. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. That's what I'm leading to. Well, you had to watch at least half an hour of these. And one of the ones that I saw recurring in the earlier days, I know, like, the mid-2000s doesn't seem that long ago, but it's still early days for DVDs because they took a while to really catch on, didn't they? <laughs> Surprisingly. <laughs> People are like, I like off. my VHS. Yeah. I like it when I have to clean it. <laughs> no, you just blow in the... <sighs> no, no, no. When you actually have to, like, just wash your videos, that's the best feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so, you never did that? So oh, right, great. No, we used to just blow so, so, Which trailer was recurring? The X. Really? Now here's the what thing. What a coincidence! I knew the I knew that I about it because of the trailers, but it, it's the stars in it. You know, I was a, 
I was watching Scrubs when it first came out on TV, and we are, you know, recording this in, we're in Australia. And fun thing about, I, I know that I can say this for Australian TV, is when you have a really smart, well-done comedy, or like a unique comedy such as, you know, Scrubs was, Australia will have the first two seasons on at a reasonable time, mm -hmm. and then push it to 11.30 at night yeah. for no apparent reason. Yeah. Scrubs was that, that one of those like first Australia. shows where my parents agreed, hey, yeah, Ryan, you can stay up to 11.30 to catch up on Scrubs. I look back upon Scrubs now, and I don't think it was worth it, but that's me. That's a, that's for later. Here he oh, is Rod. with earrings. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice that. You oh. clearly don't pay attention oh. to your Paul is, Rudd. Is that actually Paul I, Rudd? It is Paul Rudd. I didn't know that. <laughs> Who do you think that is? I don't, I, I don't think of him with a beard. That my much. future husband. My current husband, Paul Rudd. Oh, I only date men with ear. Oh. <laughs> old rust. Great. <laughs> old rusting. So, um, past, past, present, future. Ooh, it's a Christmas carol. So. So That's Ryan, my story. My story was I never saw it, though. I only saw the trailers. I never saw it on DVD. I only saw the trailers, and I was interested by it because of the plot of what it was delivering in the trailers, which the movie does and doesn't deliver on in a good way. The the film's also filled with returning actors to this show. Ah, uh, yes. Zach Braff, he played a flying monkey. Yeah, in, in the uh, in the uh, Oz movie, you've told me this oh, is Paul. Oh, he did too. Yep, you've told me this is Paul Rudd. Oh, <laughs> Paul Rudd can do no better. Can I just say something? Yeah. I thought this was a dream sequence. Because <laughs> 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 Zach Braff's character is like, I really don't want to lose my job by asking him to not dock your pay, but he then automatically like two, I timed it. Four seconds later, <laughs> sprays him with tomato sauce. Him with a piece yeah, of it's one of those like imagined spots where it's like, and I thought, like, I thought this is what I, I want to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, I thought like, oh, okay. And then when they, and I didn't realize literally until they left the entire restaurant that it was not a dream sequence. It was actually what happened. Yeah. So fun so, thing about the movie. So Paul Rudd, he was a lead in Over Her Dead Body. Uh, classic. We've classic. got Amanda Peel. She was in Gulliver's Travel. It's Peel, right? Pete. Pete. Pete I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she was in Mandarin. She was in Gulliver's Travels. Oh, uh, yes, as Gulliver? As Gull uh, Darcy, I think her character's <laughs> oh, name was. Oh, of course. Was she pregnant in that movie and climbing ladders? She's pregnant in this. Yes. I'm joking. Yes, Amanda. <laughs> Amanda, I swear, if I, to, if I have to smack you... And last... You are an old woman. If I smack you, you may break. She was there to greet Churchill at D-Day. That's how good she is. And Jason Bateman was in Starsky and Hooch. Jason Bateman's in everything, if you really look back upon it. Like, I thought about it today. He was in Dodgeball He's as um, the announcer. Of the ah. him the two guys the announcer of the game I think he was uh they had a cotton cotton was his name he's like hey it's me cotton and he's just like what a great name I haven't seen that in ages uh it doesn't hold up fun fact but that's <laughs> not what we're talking about we're talking about uh, uh the the X I always said over the dead X but over the dead X now the X over Gulliver's great Amanda how would you describe the plot to the X what takes place hmm. He said, uh, how would you describe? So he wants an adjective. I want an adjective. An adjective, just one adjective. Vigorously. <laughs> That's an <laughs> adverb. Um, Vigorous. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck. 
<laughs> Do you want to describe the whole plot? Or um, just, just give us uh, no, no. You, you give us a brief summary of what happens. What's this movie about? Like, summary if I was a blo- if I was uh, if I was a poor person who can't afford to see this when it right. first came out, and two thousand, it's okay. It's the year is two thousand and six. Right. Amanda has been drinking. Amanda <laughs> <laughs> still drinking. Still drinking in two thousand and seventeen. Same year, maybe. <laughs> the X came out then, and we're watching it now. Could be the same time. This is what got me drinking. Um, um, what's it about? So, so you just yeah. All right, so you've got like the to mimic what's happening on screen right now in quotations. The lovable goof, I suppose, is what he's supposed to be. Uh, yeah, Fred job. Armisen is that. Yeah, yeah, loses <laughs> loses job uh, while wife is pushing out baby without painkillers, uh, and then they have to move so that he can join. Her father's advertising firm. It's an advertising yeah. firm. You nailed yes. it. You did watch uh, this. Thank you. I did. I swear I did. Fun fact: <laughs> she does take drugs in the end. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, she did. She did I'm talking about Amanda. That is, of course. No, no, I know that. Um, <laughs> so, and then he bumps into uh, her ex-boyfriend works there, and he's in a wheelchair, and he's a at the advertising agency. Yes, and he's a dick. Fun fact. Yeah. They never were a relationship. They just had sex. So oh, does it, Amanda? I imagine you've had sex with people you're no longer in relationships yeah. with. Do you still? If you had a one night stand, if you had a one night stand, would you would you call them your ex? No. <laughs> Good. So the what, the whole movie we had so much from the very beginning. Okay, so pretty much I haven't even described the whole movie, and we've already hit a very massive problem right here. Well, so some would say it's a problem. I would say more an issue. So you it know, should problem have been like defines rusty, it too hard. Like rusty night one night stand, realistically. I would say it's genius. Genius, you know, like it's on purpose. But they, they didn't even date. But their penis and vagina dated. Yeah, <laughs> once, <laughs> one time. And he makes a big deal out of his penis. Apparently, Jason Bateman, who plays as crippled, still has her panties. So it's That's a, so creepy. No, we'll talk about it later. So the plot is crippled man and goofy guy battle it out over an already married woman. Who and one of them's already married to. Yes, pretty much. Um, but crippled guy's only being an asshole to this guy and no one else can see it. So obviously, you know... Chaos in uh, You know how this movie would have been improved? If that sassy black nurse was along with them, she would have backed Zach Braff up about how this guy's a dick. Because she, a throughout voice. the whole entire movie, that she's here, she's like, mm-hmm, I'm here, and I'm black. Mm-hmm. I love those characters. They're you my favourites. It's like, Amanda, can you imagine, you know, acting and being directed in that way or is that something you bring to the role? I'll say I'm a lighter shade of... Uh, um, look, I'm, I'm brown. Amanda's white. So you come in... I'm tanned. <laughs> I'm ginger. Ryan, you come to the set, you're like, I'm no, trained in Shakespeare. And they're like, alright, be sassy. Mm-hmm, yeah, girl. <laughs> For <laughs> Believe in yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we did an episode recently on the film Cruel Intentions, and there was a sassy black nurse in that. Less sassy, more nursey. And in the film Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day, wasn't there... There was a sassy black teacher. Who kept referencing <laughs> Disney films? No, no, no. She just kept making references to things. She was like, hey, Gossip Girl, get out of uh, here. And then and then uh, uh, a cabinet fell the down. And then the cabinet Ralph. fell down. And, yeah, she's like, to the principal's office, Wreck-It Ralph. I'm like, wouldn't it be great if that character just... The giraffe, just wanted to point out before I get on that ramble, the giraffe never plays 
a function in this movie. I see a giant giraffe on top of their car. And I, think, <laughs> <laughs> I think to myself, I, having not seen this movie till we had to do it for the show, I think, aha, they're setting that up. No. I think it's just them saying, you know, they're trendy. They're from New York. And you know New Yorkers, they have giraffes. No, but is it like... An ornament that you have, like, in your hallway? Its or neck it was bending in okay. the wind, Amanda. See, we just it. saw its neck. <laughs> was it an ornament? No, it's him, like... Look at it. It's a very small giraffe. <laughs> and very What's stiff. It? No, like, ornamental is in, like, in the hallway. It's, it's there, like... Oh, no. is it for the kid? It's for the okay. bedroom. Great. Yeah, for the kid's bedroom. No, I didn't say the kid. Oh, what? Their bedroom? <laughs> They are sex fiends. Am I the only one who had ever... I would say this is a problem. I'd say um, <laughs> an issue again. That Zach Braff wanted to penetrate his wife two days after she had a baby. Like, throughout this whole entire movie, it's... I swear it's taking place in at least a month. See, I was also... And at least you have to wait six weeks before you... At least. At least. Yeah. And he's like, that I just want to fuck that pussy. Came out. Well, <laughs> actually, do we know if they moved instantly? Yes. Okay. Are you sure? Wasn't there yes. a, wasn't there a line that said like we waited a few days that or something? Days, days. That's pretty much instantly in terms of moving bars. Like you know what I mean? Like they had a whole Look, life. I I know that jumper go- is nice. I, I was also thinking the same thing. Like she's moving around pretty normally considering she just gave birth. Well, no, it's more like look at the size of the baby. Well, thing it's a baby actor. Like, no, they can't just get a newborn... How often do you see a newborn baby play a newborn <laughs> baby in a film, Amanda? Are you fucking I'm crazy? That. I'm gonna change that. You're gonna Why? fucking... Are you fucking crazy? They're new. Guys, they I don't think, know how to act. I think the real question is... <laughs> they have a good experience. I think the real question is, why didn't they get the baby to play sassy black woman? My real question is, why did they get Zach Braff to play the baby as well? Mm. So that way it looks like him. That is puzzling. So, um, I just want to talk about our lead stars here, Jason Bateman and Zach Braff. Wait, before you do that, what's no. plugged in? Uh, her vibrator. It is 2006, they still no, have like- phones. <laughs> <laughs> they can still charge phones, Amanda. No, but just like, if you're really, if you're looking at this as like, a, you know, cinematographer sort of point nice of view. Nice collarbone. Um, <laughs> yeah, she just had a baby, she wouldn't have a collarbone. Um, oh, the, wow. The little, this little thing. The, the wall? Wire. The wire, the wiring of the wall. The cord. It's messy. Yeah, so... What are you talking uh, no, about? No, <laughs> there, when he first entered, on the wall near the corner of the doorway, uh-huh. there is a power socket that's on the wall above his head, above the bed, yeah. and the cord is plugged into it, but it's not from the lamp. It clearly shows it's not from the lamp. It's going down onto the floor, but it's not the lamp because the lamp has a different colour cord. So the question Amanda is saying is, why is that there? It's messy for the mise-en-scene of yes, the film. It's ruining you. the framing of the film. That's the stuff I I'm noticed. glad you're focusing on that kind of detail because here's the kind of details that can make or break a film. You know, like, look at Zach Braff. Is he driving? Maybe. He should have a, the giraffe in his casting. How is it weird? Do you find it weird when you watch movies... In a, from America and there's so many times where they're in a car they're having a car scene and you just notice that a character and it's set in the modern day isn't wearing a seatbelt I just find it confusing yeah. I'm like wait do they not have to wear a seatbelt still are they still behind us in that regard like sorry America you're behind the times and they still do that one where they look like the driver looks at the passenger for like at least a minute well like don't you don't you when you drive sure that's how I drive 
<laughs> I just drive on the pavement as well, you know, like, I don't care. I mean, in this film... It Get is, off my road! In, hold on, guys, but in this film, it's acknowledged, because there's one point where the mum is driving the baby. And she nearly has a car crash. Has, and even I was watching, like, you have to be watching the road, and then the film showed, yes, you did have to be watching this the road. This film... With a weird cut, I would say This that, film has we'll brilliance in it. I should clarify, we're also just watching the general oh, uh, cinematic cut, not the unrated one, so just so you know... Um, the lead actors are in this movie are Zach Braff and Jason Bateman, who and Fred Armisen. No, don't say Fred's name as a lead actor. He's, he's never also- a lead, <laughs> I unless know. you're watching Portlandia. <laughs> but he is returning to the show, Ryan, because he was in Deck the Halls. Who wasn't in Deck the Halls? That's a good question. Never seen it. Well, Danny DeVito gets uh, naked in it. <laughs> I love Danny. <laughs> Don't watch his Ryan, films, when we but say I love him. She's going to have the same reaction when we say Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick was in it too. Uh, <laughs> not as much. But he Fun fact, Matthew Broderick's killed a man. So, um, there you go. In real life. Yeah. Every <laughs> time you mention Matthew Broderick, Ryan has to be in Car accident. Stop it. Totally his fault. Uh, so, fun fact, Matthew Broderick's killed people. Um, Person. Oh, I think there was another. I don't know. I can't remember the details. Either way, Matthew Broderick has the cold, dead eyes of a killer. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, there's two actors, Jason Bateman and Zach Braff. Uh, Bartek, how do you know these two actors, if at all? Um, Zach Braff's a funny name, and also he was the monkey and also the great and powerful. <laughs> um, I've never seen Scrubs, so mm. I don't have the whole JD, JD thing going for me. Um, otherwise, he's just an actor that I know of. Okay. What about you, Amanda? Uh, well, yeah, nothing. Non- we'll get back oh, to Jason. Oh, okay, yeah. What about you, Amanda? Zach? Is Scrubs. He, he should have stayed in Scrubs. Should have? Yeah. As in, like, there's really... I don't know. I've never really seen him do anything uh, you outside never watched, of Scrubs. You never watched Garden State, then? I didn't. You're right. You fucking idiot, Amanda. You're 100 years old. You told me to watch one movie and I watched it. I, I, It's implied, obviously, that you should watch the entire back catalogue of every single <laughs> actor that appears in this movie for point of reference for when I make a reference to the fact that he directed and was in Garden State. And how was that? It was fine. It's kind of like a more prissy version of Perks of Being a Wallflower. Can you imagine a more prissy version of that? Maybe I have seen it. Good. <laughs> I like that. Nailed it. <laughs> For me, Zach Braff is an actor that I know from Scrubs. I know from Oz the Great and Powerful uh, and this. And I would say that's my back catalogue with him. I don't think I like him. I, don't, I know I don't like him as a person. He's a bit dubious. He, um, fun fact, <laughs> he did not kill Amanda. Uh, when he made Garden State... Did you he, say he did not kill Amanda? He did not mm. kill Amanda. But he did kill all of her family. And that's why Amanda's in a new movie about it. Did he say Mushawaki? Yeah. So, Zach Braff's a bit dubious. You know, he he got a lot of flack because he was making his own movie. You know, he made Garden State and he had funding from, you know, studios. But he is rich, 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 and he dim- and he had a GoFundMe page for a movie he wanted uh, to make, and it's one of those moral grey areas of yeah, I understand, but at the same time, you are very rich and you could afford to make your own movies. So why do you need yeah. your fans to give you money? So that was a big issue. Did he get uh, it? Yeah, yeah, he got the money from the fans, but it was still a big issue, and the movie wasn't very good apparently. So. 
He's a bit dubious. I don't really like him much as a performer, but the things that, like, like the movies that we've done on Unappreciated Masterpieces, I do like him. I like him in Oz the Great and Powerful. He plays a real snidey, catty, fun little character and a CGI character. I did like him when he was live action. And in this movie, I do feel for him. He what? said, sorry, I mood. And that was good. Exactly, I felt that. Bartek, what about Jason Bateman? The Bateman. The Batester. Beatty Bates. He's one of those really (laughs) well-known actors who, for some reason, I never remember what he looks like. Yeah! It's really weird. So, like, when when we did um, Starsky and Hutch, and you're like, oh, and Jason Bateman, I'm like, who? I'm like, oh, right, yeah, he's in it. Classic Bateman. Um, Yeah, that's him. That's what he looks like. He looks like a hamburger. Yeah, so I actually... He's like a what? His face looks like a little hamburger. (laughs) A hamburger? What do you mean? What are you like, if he was a food, <laughs> Ryan, it makes sense. He looks like a hamburger. I don't know what that means. Ryan, did, hold on, Ryan. Did you think he looked like a cheeseburger? Like, like, hold on, hold on. I get if you said he looked like a certain animal, because I've said Ben Stiller reminds me that we evolved from apes, but Jason Bateman looks like a hamburger. Okay, we used to have these little McDonald's toys as kids. Yeah, I know, the one with the hamburger and the little top hat. And then he- are you saying that? Is it his he... colour scheme or? And, and the suit with the bow tie. It's the hair. It looks like a bun. <laughs> he, I do. I do like his costume design. Here, I don't know what that means. He looks like a burger. Hamburger, Ryan. I want to take a bite of his dick, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, it's my. It's massive, apparently, according to the first. <laughs> He'll tell you no teeth, please. So, you're Jason Bateman's an actor that you go, oh, yeah, that guy, when you see him. <laughs> yeah, well, I ended up looking at Ryan's laughing. Sorry. I'm really hurting now from the laughs. It's just a hamburger, right? Okay, okay, it's just Jason Bateman, you mean. Okay, yeah. so, best, best characters appeared in the movie now. The baby. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, I basically looked up, oh, a bunch of things he's been in. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've seen him a bunch of this. I, I Again, I haven't seen the TV show. Arrested Development, before. you should. It's one of the best shows. So, he's not, not memorable for you, then? Uh, he will be now, because he was in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> valid point. Um, in all fairness, that's a part of what makes Jason Bateman appeal, uh, appealing guy is he's your everyman actor. Yeah. He always plays your average Joe. And, you know, that's what makes him great in Arrested Development, a show where every single character is crazy and over the top. He's the central grounded one, and he's, in fact, crazy too, but, like, he's such an every guy. You just... You look at... That's why it's very hard to grasp this film. He plays such an evil person that I kind of, at times, felt it very... Like, because I know the actor, I felt it hard to believe because he's... He's an everyman, and he was also a kid actor, child actor, you know, and he's just got this way about him of just making you like him a lot. So that's why Amanda and I were talking about this. I had not yet watched the movie, and Amanda was saying, oh, yeah, you know, Jason Bateman's in. I'm like, oh, I can't wait for, to root for Jason Bateman, and I just got laughter well, as my reply. As, and I, I was like, oh, I guess he's evil, I guess, and then he's so evil in this. It's, it's kind of like with The Other Son, where... um. Macaulay Culkin played the evil villain. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, oh, he's a playing against type kind of thing. But because he is that kind of charming one, you kind of want to believe he's a good guy, so you yeah. want him for him. But then, like, yeah, you have... And there's... I, I suppose it's easy to tell because we're following Zach Braff, but there is this sort of doubt existing that, like, yeah, if is he's it actually, actually him doing Because Zach stuff? Braff's... This is the thing I really like about this. Zach Braff makes a series of faux pas and errors, and... 
not always just because of his ignorance, but because of Zach Braff's, Zach Braff's arrogance. That it can come across when Jason Bateman makes these comments as reasonable. To a point, obviously. The basketball he is an antagonist. Scene... No, before that. Yeah, I'm saying, but the basketball scene was one where it's kind of like, okay. Oh, this is where it's definitely 100%. I would say the scene in which we, the audience, can confirm is when Zach, I mean, um, Zach Braff and uh, Amanda Peet come into the office and uh, Jason Bateman, like, lifts her into the oh, air. Oh, right. Him, like... And he Side looks versus. straight to the camera and he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to see Where Jason that? Bateman ejaculate in his pants, but I guess I did. Um, so guess what's going to be an image what of about, the page. What about you? Are you a big Bateman fan, Amanda? I mean, um, you think he looks like a fucking hamburger, <laughs> so yeah, I guess so, Ryan. I do like hamburgers, Ryan. What can I say? Um, no, I, I do, yeah, anything I've seen him in, he's always um, been good. It is nice to see him play the evil dude. Yeah. But he's like, just at the very start when he throws the S ball too high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, you know. I can't can't jump. Because I'm in a wheelchair since I was five. Straight away, you're like, you're a dick. Yeah, but maybe, have you ever met a person in a wheelchair? They're very touchy about it. When you push them out of their wheelchair to have a go, they get very upset at you. No, no, but like, I I used to work in disability (laughs) and it's sort of like a lot. Did you? Yeah, I did. And a lot of the times, like great sense of humor so that like you know, normally yeah you not always though Sometimes but you're working yeah but you're working <laughs> in disability this is an environment in which jason bateman's just rocket around in the in like a normal office space where zach braff is like i can walk yeah but he, fuck oh, you buddy yeah like if anyone else <laughs> had tried the, the bird. Ball, he would have been like ooh, but because it's him he was like automatically like all right and you know why he didn't He's try like, and catch oh. it you know why? Because his bow tie was on too tight. He couldn't breathe. <laughs> he couldn't see. What, up, what are, hamburgers can't love this up. old guy, by the way. I do too. What do they call the ball again? That they keep the truth ball. The yes, yes ball. ball. Yes ball. Yes ball. Right. Yeah. The truth. So. Truth is wrong. It's, they been, don't it's do been. It's been two days since I watched this, so uh, I forgot uh, the name uh, and uh, I kept missing the subtitle. You know what I really do like about Jason Bateman, and I always thank him for this. Do you ever grow an attachment to a certain character or actor for being the saving grace of a, of a film or story that had potential and then faltered? Yes. I have that so tenderly for Jason Bateman in the film Hancock. Hancock is the film where Will Smith is a drunk superhero and it's not good. But Jason Bateman is... No, no, it has the potential though. Like, it has... Moments of being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one that falters. It falls. It's not great. But it's not terrible either. But the saving grace of that is Jason Bateman, in which he's just such a nice guy and such a realistically nice guy in that movie of... A movie that asks you to say, hey, do you want to see Charlize Theron? I do believe it's her, yeah? In the movie. Uh, I'm going to say her. The um, dump her really nice, normal life husband, Jason Bateman, for completely psychotic, drunkard Will Smith because they're death because destiny. It's a large ask when you uh, when you cast Jason Bateman as that lovable husband character, and the movie couldn't beat it for me. Like, and I yeah. and I watched that movie only to see Jason Bateman, and I actually do get a little bit emotional when the movie is screwing over his character. Like, it's not like the characters in the movie. It's just the plot of that movie says, 
screw you to this really nice guy. And I just go, no, Jason Bateman doesn't deserve this. I want to watch a movie which, in which Jason Bateman does does get to keep Charlie's Theron. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why can't they work it out? Like, <laughs> in the movie, they do, they do, in a, they do it in a, in a contrived kind of way, but, like, in a better movie, you know? And this is maybe that movie, you know? You know, I, <laughs> he's doing your favourite scene. Right? I noticed... Um, I love this <laughs> When I first watched the film, I noticed it too, but it's more emphasized now that I know how this film goes. When he grabs the baby... Then just, like, he just passes it away. Yeah, without yeah. without even really looking at the baby, yeah. just passes it Oh, that was one over. of my favourite little jokes, actually. Yeah. Because it was one of the less um, uh, uh, arresting jokes. Like, him, he likes to direct a lot of the angry stuff at the camera. Yeah. Which is great. I like that because it feels very personal. Like, only we, the audience, slash uh, hero, Zach Braff, knows that this is happening. Like, this moment right here that you're going to see where he just goes, Oh, yeah! Like... And the look that of intensity. Look, yeah, right at this the end. film, I'd like to thank Jason Bateman for <laughs> as well. Like uh, he was a real saving grace for me. Like Zach Braff, he is great, but you know the movie needs that antagonist to make it. And yeah. boy, does Zach, does Bateman deliver. I, um, I like every time like he goes to walk away from like the cheer. He like taps him. He's like, no, no, no just wait, watch this, and it keeps getting bigger. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, no, 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 watch yeah. this. <laughs> So, yeah, that was a lot of gushing about Bateman, but it's it yeah, needed to be there on. because he is so unlikable in this movie that you need to at least have some positives Ryan, about him. Ryan, I think you were Master Bateman. That was a terrible joke. You should have made a sexual pun about braff. Why aren't you laughing? I braffed myself last night. Like, you should have said Ryan, that. Ryan. I braffed all over the bed. Ryan, laugh. laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Wasn't it? it was almost as good as that. Jason Bateman reminds Amanda of a hamburger, <laughs> which which this kid later eats. This Is that kid, foreshadowed? That burger, like that little. Anyway, um, this kid just wandering into the neighbor's house. Yeah, I love the explanation. No, the why? Yeah, yeah, I love the explanation that Amanda Pete gives Zach Braff of who's this? And it's like, oh, this is Wesley. His dad won't let him watch TV. And then that's the end of the scene. And then this scene, it's getting explained. My girlfriend was watching this movie with me and she goes, he already knows this. He's been explained that this. I'm like, no, he hasn't actually. Zach Braff has not been told anything further about who this child is other than it's Wesley. It's sending out a bad message, you know. Gone are the days of, you know, the safety house. Now, guys, when we were young... We all wore Kiss t-shirts and shoved food whole into our mouths. And we said, that's pretty gay. And that's pretty gay. Well, we probably did. Uh, <laughs> no, Amanda, of course. Uh, gay was still meaning happy back then. And <laughs> I don't know. It still does. It still does, kids. Remember to be gay at each other. <laughs> My cousins told their brother that gay meant happy, which it does. Uh, Look, so he ran around Maya screaming, In your gay, highness, gay, they gay. used it to mean happy. Yeah, everything's gay. Gay time, golden gay time. Come be gay with me and father. Now, this is it. This is the moment in which everything's turning now. Like, I love this. I didn't mean 47, Jesus. Yep, two minutes So, late. you guys were entering... Oh, no, Bartok, sorry. You were entering pretty blind into this movie, not knowing the exact turns and twists it was going to take. And with yeah, this movie, it plays with a lot of... I... At the start, it played with a lot of ambiguity about perception and what's actually happening. One other thing I should mention is I accidentally came across a synopsis of the film oh, that was oh, shit. That was it, it was inaccurate though. Wonderful. Oh good, good. Because oh, it describes Zach Braff as a lazy slacker. He's not. He's no, not. He's, not. he's, he's just he's just um shit. 
No, uh, yeah, he's shit. No, he's uh, he's a loudmouth. That's his problem, like, in his actions and in he's his entitled. actual words. Yeah, so I was watching yeah, this whole entitled. film, like, okay, he's a lazy slacker, and then the f- one of the first things they mentioned is, you're about to get a promotion. I'm like, fucking lazy. I'm like, jeez. <laughs> hey, man, even the lazy can get in higher You're about to get a power. promotion, you can smell bullshit a Did mile away. Did the others not just see him walk in there? No, they're blind okay. too, Amanda. Jeez, oh, geez, don't you play blind wheelchair basketball? Don't you see with your legs? <laughs> they don't work. Here's the thing, though, I love about this is Jason Bateman clearly tells him like like he this is the moment in which Jason Bateman's character of um Chip uh sets himself up to be the antagonist properly because he tells a whole bold faced lie. Every other time it's been you know you knew it was a lie, but it wasn't as bold. Mm. This is the one where he's like, no, no, I told them this is it. And then, then, like a good liar is, after the incident that's about to proceed happens, he's like, oh, sorry for the misunderstanding. What do you mean? <laughs> like, yeah. It's like if he said, I won't shoot you, and then shoots you <laughs> on purpose and says, that was an accident. Soz about that. Soz. Soz I love this guy. I felt like this would be one of your favourite characters, Bartek, because of this exchange. I, if he was in the film more, I think he would. Excuse me, did you favorite. see that over-the-shoulder look that he, like, that leaning shoulder in eyebrow yeah, raised it. look? I see it, it's right here. I'm almost wet from that. Can you imagine, <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is not the greatest thing to back that comment up with, if he was your dad. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> I feel that's the exact right comment. I feel like if they couldn't get Paul Hogan, he would have been good in football. <laughs> How good would this guy but like be? His but eyes, still... Like his eyes, like if you were in trouble, you know, right before you. Like, and then, and then, and then you cream in your pants. And then you literally just like <laughs> ran. Like, this guy can you imagine this guy as the alternate universe Paul Hogan, but he's still in a wheelchair and everything? <laughs> it's like Crocodile Dundee. That's not a knife. This is a knife, and he actually has to like get the knife out of his wheelchair, <laughs> like the back of it, like lean back and be like, Ugh! and then drops it. It's like, oh, I can't reach it because it's on the ground. And he comes. Can you get it for me? You'll have to grab that. I can't see. He grabs it. Over. He grabs it. He goes, can you pass that to me? Thank you. This is a knife. <laughs> like he goes through the whole effort. And then he looks to his left and he's like, that's a dolphin. Can you imagine him <laughs> can you imagine him living in the outback? In the wheelchair? Like you know there's that scene in Crocodile Dundee where he puts like what is it, the um I haven't seen Crocodile Dundee in a long t- long time, oh, right? Very nice. long time. Well, there's a very there's a very prominent thing in which Paul Hogan's character, Crocodile Dundee, <laughs> raises his hand and wiggles his fingers in a certain way to put animals to sleep. Um, because, you know, Aboriginal mysticism exists very strongly in that movie, actually. Uh, and he uses it later on to people, and it works. <laughs> and it's like, can you imagine him rolling around in the dusty, deserty, swampy outback of the Northern Territory, just in a wheelchair, just <laughs> rocking out, being like, Paul, this guy is Paul Hogan. Like, this guy is playing Paul Hogan, playing Crocodile Dundee. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, no, this, Paul Hogan. This, uh, <laughs> completely off track, but the Penis. name Chip. Is it fast track? Chip, the name Chip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there ever any like a movie where there's ever like a good Chip? Um, or TV? Because like in Friends, there's a Chip, and he's like that goofy. Isn't buddy, there a Disney jock. show called Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers or something? Yeah. Aren't oh. they heroes or something? Chip. The Chipmunks. Yeah. Yeah, true. <laughs> you got me there. The Chipmunks. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the only Chip I know. People. 
Um, I thought you were going to be like... One of them touched my ass at Disneyland and it was really creepy because I really liked Chip and Dale. Was it Dale? I don't know. Wait, are you talking about the Chip and Dale dancers? No, no, no. That's the thing you know that, right? They're male dead. I would not... If if one of them touched you on the ass, it would make sense. But at Disneyland, I wonder why they're there. (laughs) (laughs) It was 2007. Welcome to the Pirates of the Caribbean ride with the Chip and Dale dancers. (laughs) (laughs) Arrgh. They're like just taking it off. This is the shit dreams are made of. No, no, no! I was there, and then the, the um, I saw Chip and Dale, and I was like, "Oh my god, I love them!" And I went running up, and one of them pinched my ass. That was very. Uh, what is Chip and Dale? I don't know. They're like chipmunks. Okay, they are chipmunks. Yeah. I thought you're like when he said Chip and Dale aren't they heroes, and you're like, "Yeah, the chipmunks." I'm like, I thought you went from one. Because <laughs> <laughs> I do that all the time. Where it's I've, just like, I've never watched it. But this guy would be yeah. a carrot, not him. The other one with the long hair. That's racist. Just throwing him out. No, no, it's just the shape of his head. I love Power Pickle. No, he doesn't look anything like a carrot. He he, he looks like a very very tired Seymour Philip Hoffman or F- Philip Seymour Hoffman, <laughs> like a very tired hippie version of him. Is it a real thing, pickle whip? Yeah, of course. You know, there's relish, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, you just got your answer. You just got an answer to that. So. Um, yep, there is Chippendale and there is relish. With this, there's a lot of ambiguity and twists. Was that. there anything in particular that caught you off guard? <laughs> with this movie like something that was like whoa I didn't expect that um especially because you were going in blind I suppose I wasn't anticipating there being a subplot about well not subplot but like the whole idea that oh maybe he's not crippled I thought like oh yeah I guess they'd just keep going with that but yeah once they introduced the possibility it was like oh okay let's see if, where this goes mm, I thought you were I be- also so th- sorry go on Maybe this is what you're about to say, but also the kind of ending of Jason Bateman's character thing, where he when he gets hit by the bus. Oh no, I was going to talk about that at all. Um, I was going to talk about. I thought you're going to be like, and the other subplot of the wife, uh, dealing with Amy Adams for literally two scenes, and then that's the wife subplot done. Yeah. She doesn't do anything. Oh, yeah, by the way, Amy Adams is in this. She was also on The Wedding Date, another movie we've done on this show. Amy Adams is reminding us all that she has, in fact, been in Hollywood for a very long time. You know, she's her and Isla Amy. Fisher have been working side by side, looking the exact same as one another. I love the fact that, um, what was the movie that came out last year? Nocturnal Animals, in which... Yeah, I saw it. That's the whole thing in which it's like a story within a story and a story and all that. And, yeah. like... In the real world, it's Amy Adams, and in the story she's reading about the life, it's Isla Fisher playing her. <laughs> oh, the one in the car with the young girl? I don't know. I haven't yeah. actually seen it yet, yeah, but I know Michael good. Shannon rocks yeah. in it. Yeah, he was pretty good. No, I have I said seen rock. Not just pretty good. No, the rock's not in it, Ryan. Oh, he's in everything, though. Well, there were rocks in that the That was film, not a but... badum's moment, okay, Amanda? Oh, don't do that. It's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. We're very serious about our rock. Man, I was more of a Mankind fan. A what? Mankind. Okay, I don't, I don't get wrestling. I'm not a wrestling fan. I'm a Dwayne the Rock Johnson fan. I love him in Race to Witch Mountain. He's a ra- he's a wrestler. A wrestler. I thought you were actually going to say he's oh, a. No. I thought she was don't say it, Ryan. What don't. did you think? What did you think? We, oh, we, Amy Poehler, by the way. We're yeah. going to say a rap artist. I. You did know. I thought you were going to. I actually thought you said going to say. Yeah, I thought he was a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, Matthew Broderick's killing people. He could. He just could be. So, Amy Poehler's in this movie, and this is the thing about this film. All the people who star in this, other than the in-laws, weren't really... 
famous, famous, like movie star, A grade famous. They are now like Amy Poehler's, like considered to be her and Tina Fey are considered to be the top tier funny women of of yeah. film and TV. Even though I think, oddly enough, their t- uh, film work is not that good uh, overall. Uh, but they're considered, like, the top level of, of it at the moment. Amanda's disagreeing. She's like, no, I, I am. I just think <laughs> Jason Bateman looks like a fucking <laughs> handbone. Was that not A-grade material, Ryan? That was like an A-plus material. I didn't think it, I just didn't think it was anything that would be that funny. Yeah, you're right. You're not fun. Okay, Amanda's just leaving the show. No, yeah, she's back now. So the babies would. She wants uh, them to kiss. I, no, they just no, want hug. hug. Oh, she okay, because said he likes the hug. Because I was looking yeah. at the baby and the one that Amanda Pete has pursed its lips like it wanted to kiss the other one and 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 evil Amy Adams maybe, said no, you're not gonna kiss. Well, maybe no, the babies are dating in real life. I just want yeah, to say this straight out loud. You know, I've seen um, Amy Adams in movies. Currently, you know, I saw Arrival and obviously the DC movies, and um, we've seen her in older movies such as The Wedding Date and this. And she's one. And of those, I've seen Nocturnal Animals. And she's one of these actresses that's just gotten a lot hotter with age. Who's this? Amy Adams. I love Amy Adams. I think she's great. But I'm um, like, oh, she's right. a lot hotter now than she is in this movie. Right. And this well, movie. She said, "Who are you talking about?" She over said Mia ten Farrow. years ago. Yeah, Mia Farrow. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Grodin. <laughs> Charles- oh, right, we were talking about this scene before we started the episode. I love this scene. This cause... guy's sweaters are out of control. Like... <laughs> You're out of control. <laughs> My favourite thing about this scene is you think it's going to lead somewhere. Like, like they're talking about... This is the brilliance of the film, you know. It, it makes you think of this... I described this movie last night as a fever dream. Uh, when I watched it, because see this scene here where it's like, oh, have I showed you my whales? Whales? You think this is going to go somewhere, yeah? And, you know, he just sits there and stares at them and you think, okay... So this peaceful, and then and then out of nowhere, the scene ends with him touching something hot, <laughs> and then the scene ends, <laughs> and then later, Amanda, <laughs> Zach, Zach Brown. I, I just didn't take any of that in. Until then, that is the most ridiculous scene. <laughs> later, later. Hold on. He gets a callback, man. <laughs> Hold on. Later, Zach Braff's near the computer and he looks at the whales on the screen, as if this has been something that's been properly set up. Like, like, like there was some com- like we just saw the conversation about the whales, but he looks at it like, oh, it's the whales. Like, like, <laughs> oh no. There's the answer <laughs> again. What's the direction that day? Because this was a first time director, I think, as well. Um... For a major motion picture, at least. I thought it was a very good payoff. Um, did you guys have any predictions for what this film was going to do that didn't happen? I thought the kid would like some have some sort of health problem about swallowing a hamburger's hole. Oh, you oh, the baby oh, for a second. Yeah. That's actually a good point because he I said, I don't feel so yeah. good at one point. And I was like, oh, here we go. No, he just has cancer. Instead, he becomes a vegetarian. <laughs> but, yeah, but you know what I mean? I thought there was going to go, like, he makes him eat so many, or, like, they kept going, can't do it again, that the kid... The can't do it again thing habits. was predictable, but the, like, reason... The, the, it, like, felt like they set up something, but they didn't pay off yeah. with it. No payoffs. Yeah. That's what this movie's so good about. In normal comedy, when they set up a joke, they usually have a punchline. Not this one. And that's kind of like the great thing. This is one of those cerebral comedies in which it's an anti-comedy on a level where it's subverting and actively rebelling against the three-act structure conventional Hollywood comedy. 
You know, it's not a great way. It's like you set this up, you have a payoff and a punchline, it's, yeah. and then laughs happen. No, you think, oh, is this Autumn thing going to come into it later? It looks like... Ah, looks, there we go. It looks like a pink Pokeball. What does? The thing that the wire's, like, going It's behind. the baby monitor. The lamp wasn't there before. I swear it was just it a ball without a... It was. Table. Also, now are they trying to say that they're settling in now? Yeah, sure, because they have a lamp. Yeah, and a bedside table. <laughs> no, they had a bedside table and a lamp. We went through this. They had the cord. So... I had a prediction that didn't happen, yeah. which was I actually thought that they would realize at the end. Well, it semi happened, but it didn't happen the way I. Uh, this is it. Okay. It didn't happen the way I thought. I thought they're going to realize at the end he should be a stay at home dad and she should clearly be the working mum. But in the end, it's no, she's a working mum and he's a working dad. And what Wesley looks after the kid? They look Wesley. after. <laughs> no, they live in New York at that point. <laughs> So I guess the the Give rats, <laughs> the rats. But you know, I mean, like she, the end of the movie is going off to go to work. He's making muffins for his work conference later that day. So it's kind of like okay, okay. So it didn't it didn't meet my expectation in that way. But it was surprising. Like nothing saying that you can't have two working parents. That's that's fair. Maybe yeah. there's a secret subplot that like it's really subtle. You can't really tell it's happening. Of the black nurse that you really like, mm-hmm. right? Deciding that she doesn't want to be a nurse, she wants oh, to be thought, a nanny. I thought you were actually going to say that she was actually his mother. Because we never meet his parents no. in this. And, like, wouldn't it be great if that was a subplot in which it's, like... It would be. A sequel. I, I was just going with that she becomes the nanny. And then uh, she can raise the child and the child can be sassy. No. It oh. should be uh, Chip. Ryan, did you know that that accent wasn't fake? Well, that was mm-hmm. his real accent. The Irish. It, he actually is an Irish actor. Mm. I had a really big problem with this thing. Yeah, lions with an <laughs> apostrophe right there. Yeah, they'd be brave. <laughs> yeah, no. they'd be brave. So, I know it's a movie, it's not real life. This is, in fact, real life, I got. It's a concept, people are concepts, it's, you know, it's, it's a dream, realised. It's more like, you know, this bit here, and he's like, yeah, I couldn't believe when I found that kid, and then he's like, I'm going to leave it up to you. Re- realistically, I would go, uh, actually, I found that child, he lives next door to me, and I'm not trained to beat these graphs, that's his job. So yeah, but unfortunately, we're going to have to reschedule. No, you you see, this is where you're going wrong here, Amanda, because it's already shown in his character that he will not communicate honestly. It's not like he's necessarily a liar. I mean, he is lying in the scene. But Zach Braff's character arc, I think, would be fair to say, is he learns to open true. up. He learns to speak honestly and openly because I think the problem is, is he's deep. being... He's being restrained in this movie from his parent-in-laws, the wife, the kid, the the town, because his weakness is he speaks honestly too much. And in this tale we're watching, it's him being told by everyone, you're wrong, you need to stop speaking, restrain yourself. So he does that, and these are the results of that. He is... In a world of pain, this character. He's being restrained. He's being stopped from being his real (laughs) self. So that way, at the end, when he says, Believe me. Believe me. I can smell bullshit. Remember, that's my talent. She believes him because he has not been himself through the movie. Because he becomes more like a lion. Pride. Pride. (laughs) (laughs) Get out. You said he looked like a fucking hamburger. So, <laughs> that was oh, lion's pride. It's a double meaning. Yes, it's many meanings. Yeah. Triple, in fact. We have a whole right, entire sweet. penetration strategy about it. <laughs> so, do you like penetration, Amanda? Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, you know, it's all right. You know, I think it's I think it's really underrated. <laughs> so so you like I had you like ramming into doors to open them. I only <laughs> open doors by penetrating my my dick to, into to them to steal from the bank. <laughs> my hard dick. So I'm, no, I'm talking about bank robbery. I know what you're talking about. Um, what I was gonna say was another prediction. I really would have liked. I know it may not have fit the tone of the movie, but I really thought for some reason. And Amy Poehler, because of her character, was a bit obscure. She was a bit of a jokester, I felt. Like, when she was like, get out of here. Nah, nah seriously. Nah, I'm kidding, though, but seriously. I thought she was a bit of a prankster, a bit of a jokester, a little bit. And I would have liked it if it was revealed at the end that she was the one doing all of these things to him. <laughs> and, and that, 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 that Jason laugh. Bateman was, in fact, not at all responsible. Like, he was still a dick, but he had no response. I love the way she just looked then, that actress, with one eye squinting and the other not. Maybe a thing they could have done is, like, <laughs> Maybe a thing they could have done is for the parts where it's clearly Chip doing something, it will always be after um, a faux pas has been done. So like, oh, he ate my yogurt, I'll play this one joke. He made that one joke on the way to the basketball court, I'll lie about his being able to walk. You know, like, if you can clever be uh, cleverly find things like, I only did it because of this, I didn't do it because I was a dick in general. And then it'll be that whole reveal of like, oh, it was me all along because I'm a jokester. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I thought was going to play but out on a level. obviously, Ryan, that would make it an inferior movie. Yeah, I was Because the it. film that we were given... <laughs> that rollback was brilliant, sorry. <laughs> I feel like he must have spent at least nine months getting prepared for his well, wheelchair responsibilities. This, this is another kind of weird Chuck thing. wagon. There's a wheelchair at work and it's actually... <laughs> quite amazing how quickly you pick it up all right let's let's get the easy you just joke lift out it of, let's get the easy <laughs> joke out of the way guys hey look there's rosemary and there's her baby uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey hey groden's not a baby he's a full-grown man uh, the next time <laughs> the next time we see groden he goes from being really happy to being really upset i can't wait to talk about groden's emotional development yeah, throughout he, this film he has a fair bit of character development oh yeah. i'm talking about one it's specific so scene in yeah. which i can't yeah, wait to talk about i can't wait either uh, of course. You're talking about when he's mowing the lawn, right? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So, so um, yeah, there was a lot of things that, that this movie really brought to the table. The thing that I think about a lot when I see a movie like this one is the ambition. Because with a comedy, it's so easy for us, the audience, not to see the magnificent work put into it. When you see a, a big intellectual movies say like say nocturnal animals we mentioned before the part of the experience of seeing that movie is viewing its master master class work that it is of a of a film how it's mastering storytelling how it's manipulating but comedies do this too every single kind of film is showing off in a way of it's a constructed thing and this type of comedy i've mentioned this several times you know we did you know when it comes to comedies in the mid 2000s it's an end of an era for a comedy movie of a big blockbuster one because this actually is written it has a plot it has character developments while modern day hollywood comedy doesn't have those because improvisation is such a strong aspect to the filmmaking that Character motives and arcs and jokes don't really come across in the neat manner that this does, where you can look at this and say, 
yeah, you know, someone really wrote down what Zach Braff's motives were and what his character was. Like I said earlier, he's being restrained. Well, in a movie, say, like, Daddy's Home with Will Ferrell, which, by the way, I found out today it's got a sequel, so yay. Uh, Daddy's Back. <laughs> which is weird because, um, you know, it's kind of a redundant title, but... Uh, that's not actually the title. I think it's just Daddy's Home 2. But, like, Daddy's Back would be better. <laughs> and it's just a picture of Daddy's Mark Wahlberg's rusty. back. Um, but, you know, like, in these that kind of movie, you don't get the characters' motives as well because they kind of change from a lot of scene to scene because of the improvisation. It can Improvisation, mentioned lots of times for a comedy, can be a strength and, and a weakness, as does writing a comedy properly in a more conventional way does too. Um, Bartek, did you have a favourite... Did you have a favourite character? No, you're gross. <laughs> Do you have a favourite character? I mentioned, um... And, and it was kind of throwaway when you said that the, uh... The guy who was saying could be an alternate Paul Hogan, um... If he was in the film more, he could have been. Like, I, I said that off the bat, but I kind of felt that way about the boss as well. The hippie boss. Oh, the hippie boss? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I liked him too. There, there were a lot of characters in this film that I, you know... You enjoyed him. Like, like, Fred Armisen was alright. He was alright. Um, but yeah, maybe if the boss was in it more, I could more confidently say him. Just because, you know, I found him kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but I really wanted them to go mountain biking. I did too. I thought that was going to be a whole set piece. It's like, oh, they but went no, mountain biking. It was just an excuse for him to buy the bike. I thought Amy... I really wanted Amy Adams to be more prominent. Because I liked where her character was going. Being, like, the version of Jason Bateman for her. Like, her antagonist mm. is this woman saying she's a terrible mum, which is a thing that happens. Just women are... Not women, just people are terrible in general. But, you know, when you have these bitchy, catty mums, they're like, you're terrible it, in comparison to me. It's like an she obsession I- to be a good mum in the eyes of society and then you just take it too far. Yeah. I think it's because she's supposed to come across as, as like these like hippie new agey bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it was mentioned earlier that she's it, wearing when bandana. They were, when they were in high school, she mentioned she didn't like her. So she was obviously, an idiot. obviously she's changed. Yeah, she said her mum. She's an idiot. That's what she said. Son's a dipshit. Oh, here's the driving scene. <laughs> this is the thing that I this find. Is, this is a cut that I found weird. Mm, yeah, the baby should have died. You're right. No, no, this cut here. What? Okay. I thought I thought it was like a first person perspective. Oh, like oh, that, and then, is... then, then like the car stopped and she's like crying. Like, oh, you remember in the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Um, there's that. I've seen that. Yes, you have seen it. Yes. I have seen it. Yes. You know, yes. there's that sequence in it where there's a series of jump cuts Rocky. of no, 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 no. There's a series of jump cuts where um Susan Sarandon's character Janet is going up an elevated series of jump cuts of her turning to the camera and being like, "If only we called for help." If only we didn't come all the way. If only we had a spare time. Do you remember that? Yeah. There's a bit. The reason for that happening in that movie was there was a whole entire song of Brad's that's in the stage show that was cut interspersed with that. And they just said, nah, fuck that song. We hate this song. But let's keep these and add the cheesy corniness effect of it. And I feel like this movie did that with the editing at points where it's like, let's abruptly cut to jar the audience in the corny nature of this movie. Because I like the fact that this movie's... It is corny. The you know the 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 there's the evil ex boyfriend who's such a nice guy, but only the white male hero can see that he's really evil. You know what I mean? Like you know, it's your typical like you could see this movie take place in 1957. Yeah. As well, like this is a, what I'm saying is 
Bartek. This movie's timeless. <laughs> Do not laugh. Uh, okay. some that, people, this is not a joke. <laughs> some people only think that this movie's 11 years old, Ryan. Those, e- those idiots. Well, I mean, that was That was Italian there. Let's not... <laughs> No, no, that's Idiots. Polish. Don't steal from us, um, <laughs> fucking Romans. No, I don't, I don't think I don't think we should go to the idiots uh, line of thinking. I think more just the uninformed, unenlightened line of thinking. Right? Yeah, because that's what we're here to do. We're not here to unidiot people. We're here to un- unenlighten. Yeah, exactly. Which is a double negative, meaning enlighten. Exactly. I really re- wish that uh, I like how they have the robot seatbelts. Uh, that's yeah, so weird. Cool. I love them. <laughs> Robot seatbelts. They they t- put themselves on you instead of you grabbing them. They're like um. I mean, how hard is that motion though? Just to like. What happens if you have no arm? <laughs> you should not be driving. Whoa! So a passenger? Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> Bartek, the the you know the the uh, a mechanical thing where like the inside. Like, you the... don't have to touch them at all. Mm- I don't know what you have to do to make them... I think them you shut the door. And, and they wrap around you. So, like, it's it's attached to a pulley system inside the car that's a mechanical... What, I don't know how to describe it. What if you're in the it. car and you don't want the seatbelt on? Like, you know, but then you're fucked, buddy. Yeah. Well, I mean, Ryan, you know those Americans, they don't wear seatbelts, so you have to coax them somehow. Yeah, they're backwards and forwards when it comes to movie making. Actually, the Polish people are quite uh, not wear seatbelt kind of people. And I'm proud. Yeah. So are the Italians, actually. Every every Bloody race, Europe. color, creed. Europe. Well, America too, I guess. I feel like Europe, it's like... Oh, look, gay like... porn. Don't you like your porn where the men just touch each other's nipples? And rub each other's faces? No, I'm not gay. And I don't... When I, and if I watch me neither, porn... me neither, by the way, everyone. <laughs> just letting you know, I'm not gay either. And when I do watch porn, I do not focus on the man. Um, so that's why I'm going to talk to Amanda about this. Um, uh, do, do you find do you find um, the man touching the male nipple to be arousing? Uh, just then, no. But in I'm general, by that. in general, I, do, I like arms. Men's arms are nice. Are they? What yeah. about buns? Yeah, I like arms. Arms, arms, yeah. and some eyes. And that's <laughs> Wait, did you say buns? buns. Buns. buns because she likes her burgers remember we yeah. went through this it's but really weird thinking buns, about that comment buns. it's like if Jason Beckman heard someone calling the hamburger they're like that's offensive it's not I actually didn't mean it in an offensive way oh it's because hamburgers can't oh, look, walk oh look it's back it? to the whale thing again <laughs> <laughs> you think that's going somewhere isn't um, but they did, did the, they did the same thing with the bike literally let's have a look he liked mountain biking so he bought a bike also he could ride it at the end when then, his car's taken from his wife. Yeah, and then her, and the rims bend. Yeah, and that's... What kind of a storyline? Like That was a great story. What are you talking about? Don't you hate oh, when that yes. happens to you, when you buy an $1,800, $1,800 bike that's been marked down to $1,600, and it says, bend not happen, and then bend did happen. Yeah, but I wasn't, and now sad. I just didn't feel bend enough like for the bike. bike. I feel like, bend it like a bike. I feel like the bike... <laughs> I love the parking. The bike storyline for me personally, like, I didn't feel enough for the bike. No, I don't drive. Or do I? I think it would be, isn't it harder for him to have just pulled his car onto that, onto the road like he did than to have just stopped? <laughs> like, like, or just to have driven, like, steered his car to the side of the road? Like, like he actually he had to... He does walk further, yes. Yeah, but like, also, like, he wouldn't he have to put in a bit more manpower move to just... 
point his car like Maybe he diagonally was to the road. He also didn't even have to get out of the car, really. Maybe he thought he was accidentally going to. The kid would the run kid. away if if it was this no, creepy no, but, Zach Braff talking to him no, through the window. car like, hey kid, no, but you want to eat a burger until, for me? Right, it's <laughs> not until Braff. this sequence when he's afraid of him though. No, but he doesn't like Zach Braff. I because didn't Zach really Brad, get that impression. I did. He gave him 20 bucks. You know, it was like, hey, I don't know. Yeah, but he still forced him to do things he didn't want to do. I love the dad, how he's always just referred to. And and I love the bit at the end where it's like, Wesley's and uh, Wesley's dad. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know this guy. He said dad, like Christopher Walken impression. And Wesley's dad. You know, it's his daddy. Boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. That's creepy. <laughs> mm, yeah. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> have uh, you been what's wrong Amanda have you been touched by Christopher Walken oh my god I could not watch the film clip with was it Fat Boy Slim why do you I love Christopher Walken right, what's wrong with you I absolutely love it like I I dig it now but at the time he stared down the barrel of the camera yeah sca- like it just creeped. he's a scary guy yeah it creeped me out so much I used to like have you ever watched Annie uh, not Annie um <laughs> what's the Woody Allen one um far out oh Annie Hall Annie, Annie Hall. Hall have you watched Annie Hall no Christopher Walken is the best <laughs> joke in he in is. cinema in that movie. The yeah. whole Annie whole, you know, Woody Allen's going Woody Allen's just going there and he's just like Christopher Walken's like in the background as the brother. Like you don't see him very much. Like he's very mild mannered and, and, and you know, he's wearing a sweater and he's very, very nice. And then you just have a whole monologue of him out of nowhere. Like Woody Allen's just yeah. wandering the house at night. It's just Christopher Walken sitting in the dark with a lamp on. Looking at it intensely, like Christopher Walken does, and he just Woody Allen's like, "Oh, I'll just talk to him. I guess I don't know this guy." And Christopher Walken gives one of the most f- haunting monologues I've ever heard. He's the best. He's he's the greatest. What was it? He was like driving, and he saw a deer. Oh, he was talking about like how he had some car accident, and then he's like, "No, no, no it wasn't a car accident. Was oh, it like, a was possibility that he was driving, of a... and he saw a deer, and he like." considered hitting it yeah and then, decided not to and he's like talking about like basically like how much he would like to get into a fiery car accident on purpose and then <laughs> the cut next is they need to go somewhere no, no, it wasn't next it was a bit later a on. bit later on they need to go somewhere and they don't have a car and they're like oh you can just go with your brother and then it's just silent driving scene. It's of just Christopher. a shot of them driving for a few seconds in silence, <laughs> and, then and then it cuts away. And then you never see him again. It's <laughs> amazing. It's like they. I, that's the thing I do love about Woody Allen. On level, it's like I'll make it a, a whole character dedicated to that one joke. Yeah, it's kind of like that's in, dedication that you need. For that. And look at Zach Braff. He's kind of like in Hunchback of Notre Dame. They named the horse Achilles just for that one joke. I love that joke. <laughs> Achilles heel. Uh. <laughs> And of course, it was Kevin Klein who delivered that line, so it has the real gravitas. Um, I like that Zach Braff got sprayed in the eyes with what I assume is bug poison. Yeah. And he just washed his... Or weed killer. And he just washed his eyes for two seconds, and now he's fine. Mm. Like, uh, this is the thing I love about a movie. You know, I don't want to be reminded of... Reality. Maybe he heals super fast, and that's why he figured he could have sex with her. Yeah, his X Men power yeah. is super strength. Yeah. X. I thought you were gonna go with the thing that he was a he was a doctor in Scrubs, right? Yes. He could have like I don't know. Scrubs isn't health. a fantasy show, he's, so um. <laughs> his character is really naive. Like if you don't if you believed in past lives, you'd say that this guy here is pretty new. Oh, he is a baby. Like yeah. he just came out of her vagina. Like he's so <laughs> new. It's just like. Oh, ding, 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 and his, well, his voice is funny, kind of like a baby's voice. So, yeah. and he and he's got a big nose. So, and he's like, oh, the whole world forgave me. <sighs> so, um, what about you, Amanda? Did you have a favorite character in this film? One um, that really sung to the cockles of your heart? 
Um, no, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I'm not a fan of people in movies. <laughs> I, I, what? <laughs> yes, I am. I enjoy them muchly. Um, none of them really sort of made me go, yes, that guy. Paul Rudd literally walked in and I was like, yeah. Do you find Paul Rudd to be great? Yes, I think he's fantastic. Yeah, I think he's great too. When I liked him in this one though because it, you didn't even again, notice his earrings. How could you even comment <laughs> about how much you liked him? Well, I was holding. You know who I liked in this movie? The guy I didn't pay attention to. No, I love I that guy. Pay attention to him. Well, you I clearly thought, should okay. notice his earrings then. Um, First thing I saw. <laughs> Ryan, I have a question for you. No. I don't care about these random two-lettered words you say. I have a question. I'm going to ask it. Ryan, who is your favourite character? I just answered you with that two-lettered question. No, um... Riley. Riley. No, Sorry, my, Wiley. My favourite <laughs> character... <laughs> it's Wiley, isn't it? Which How one? did he get his wheelchair in the back of the car and drive the car? Because he can he walk. He can walk? Yes, but like... Okay, here's how he does it. He pulls himself... Into the o- already open car, yeah. sets himself up and wheels his chair over, folds it and lifts over it over his head. Over his head. Yeah. Well, he can. No, 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 no. Hold one. on, hold on. We know this wheelchair isn't that heavy because at the end of the film he grabs it and dances with it above his head. So, and also, this film has already pointed out that he has superior arm strength because when you have sex with him, it's incredible because he holds you on his forearms alone and the angling's great. (laughs) In case you needed to know, Amanda, when Jason Bateman's burger face fucks you in a wheelchair, the angling's what's important. So Ryan's Ryan's favourite character is is Jason Bateman's arms. Yes. I do like arms. My favourite character, ooh, you know, this is one of these movies where there's a lot of characters and yet no characters. I like um... I tried to say that answer and you were like, not good enough. Not good enough. Ryan has standards that are in not so much high or low but like another dimension. Uh, my standards are reasonable. I said it was fine that you... What about Senior Tamale or whatever his name is? Uh, uh, (laughs) I... Can I change my answer to Senior Tomato? Yeah, sure. Uh, Mine's Power Pickle. I was about to say, yours is probably Power Pickle because you said you liked it. I like the fact that Jason Bateman wears... You know, not bow ties, but like cravats. cravats. Is it a cravat? Yeah. It's a cravat. I feel like in the last five it's minutes. A, it's a Lenny Kravitz, actually. So. Um, <laughs> I feel like in the last five minutes we saw most of the characters, so if any of them rang a bell, then. Um, unless it's a minor character again. Oh. I did actually have a hard time finding a favorite character outside of Jason Bateman because he just steals every scene he's in. Like. He's one of those characters, like, he's so arrogant, yeah, but it's Jason Bateman. He's just such got such a screen presence. I also liked Charles Grodin as the dad, the father-in-law. I want to know what this movie is, by the way. <laughs> um, I really liked him because he was a mixture of emotions. He was stern, yet loving, judgmental, yet caring, you know? And I like him as an actor. He has a whole special place in my heart as well because I love the film Heart and Souls. With uh, Robert, a ah, uh, young Robert Downey Jr. I love that movie. And he's in that movie. Uh, oh, he is too. His his character is really great. He's he's great in that way. He just all he wanted to do was be a proper singer, and he never got the courage. And uh, beautiful film. Yeah. You should so, check it so out. Fa- it is. It's so great. So your favorite character is based on the actor. Yeah, Jason Bateman. Fucking disgusting. <laughs> I just got the kind of movie hey hey no no no. At least in my defense, I paid attention what to about him. The people Have a in shower. the movie. They played a good part. The people in the movie? In the movie, in the movie. 
In the movie? In the so movie? I just realised the movie's about a man in a wheelchair who has sex with a woman. Yeah. And then, yeah. And like, then, and I the, missed that part. And the character in the film here who's in a wheelchair huh? looked at a woman, so... Yeah, it was like, huh, remember that time? Do you remember that? Huh? Hey. <laughs> hey, hey, I got your it's panties. It's more like... Even I though got... there's a baby in your hand, I'm going to rub your finger. And even though the subtitles said Oliver fussing, so people who can't hear will remember that the baby's there. And also... <laughs> I still got your panties. <laughs> oh, it's so crazy. No, Ryan, that's coming in the next scene. Now, this is what I really love about this film, is both of them are at fault, like, in terms of this situation, both Zach Braff and Amanda Peet, is is they're both at fault for their marriage falling apart in the way it is. It's not just Zach Braff throws a disabled man down a flight of stairs. It's She's not talking honestly either. And, yeah. and, and, and she's taking other people's sides over his side for no actual reason. And and she still continues to take Jason Bateman's side after he says, I still have your panties. Yeah. That doesn't creep her out enough. Now, Amanda, if we had sex when we were both teenagers, say, once, and now you're married and just had a kid, yep. and your marriage is fine, so you're really emotional, right? right. Just for you know, fun, you're you married to me. You're married okay. to Bartek, Great. right? You're really, really emotional. <laughs> okay. This is probably the most... I'm sorry, trying I'm sorry, time I'm sorry. in your life. Your dad's been fired. He's now an active drinker. Yep. And I'm the only friend you got. Yep. And I just lean in. I'm like, hey. <laughs> I still don't say it. <laughs> hey. hey, Amanda. <laughs> hey, Amanda. <laughs> yes, yes, Ryan. <laughs> I got your panties. I would be so creeped out. Hold on, hold on. And then I run into the room. I'm like, I have all her panties. Hold on. <laughs> I've still got it. I lean in. It's just you and me in a car. And I go, I still got your panties from, from that time that we made, <laughs> that we had sex. And yeah. you're like, okay. Oh, and I braffed the, braffed to them <laughs> last night. What? I braffed to them last night. That was earlier in the episode. A sexual term for Zach Braff's name is to braff. To oh. braff. Well, I, I oh, I braffed last night fine, to your panties. I said, I said Amanda, I said Amanda, your panties, they made me braff so I would hard. be out of that car so fast. And then you go home but you, you can't because my actually, wheelchair's I in the way. Actually, to be honest with you, I would go home and I'd probably tell Bartek. And be like, okay, I get You're right, saying. the guy, and I'm, He's but a wait, wait, wait. I, I need to add something that I didn't add. Now, this is going to change the game. <laughs> okay, retcon. Here we go. This is going to change the game. Amanda? Yes. <laughs> I, I'm in a wheelchair. <laughs> I'd still go home and be like, okay. Okay, okay, Amanda. This is when we retcon it. Again, I say, I'm in a wheelchair, and you say, oh, of course, that changes everything. Uh, okay, so I mean, Amanda, yes. Amanda. Oh my God. You can do whatever you like then. I'm in a wheelchair. <laughs> no. <laughs> why don't you pity me <laughs> why don't you give me sympathy sex even though I'm a very attractive because man this is what I learned in working in disability they're people are they? yes far out before they were a wheelchair what? <laughs> what? were they? <laughs> what happens if they're born in a wheelchair? whatever this is the thing though they're people in a wheelchair it's like you don't have to do everything for them and feel sorry for them like that's giving them pity He's not what they want. They don't want pity. Except for this guy. But he's not actually disabled. <laughs> but he wants the pity. He is by the end. Yeah. Well, kind of. He or just dead. has broken legs. So he doesn't actually get a spinal injury or anything. That's the thing. I was like, okay, they're going to show him and he's going to be properly crippled. No? Considering what happened. Don't you like him? how he was waiting in the bushes, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> like, you need to wait there. There's a chair right there. Why was he waiting there? <laughs> 
sitting on the stairs or something. There's literally chairs right in the foreground of this watch. shot with a table. <laughs> he could have just sat there. And he's like, no, no, no. Zach Braff's like, no, no, no. I'll stick my nose, which is the largest part of me, oh. in a bush. Now, you could argue about it. Like, I see you already give me this look I'm like... Not, I'm not arguing. I know. I could see, I, see I you give me... Have, I don't have an excuse I don't me, have a result. I don't have a I can already feel you with your logic being like, well, obviously, he knew they were in the car looking at them through the bushes. Well, this is where I call bushes be thick. I didn't even think of that. Well, I made in fact, you think I, about it I now. didn't think at all about this. I was like, oh, yeah, there are chairs. I guess he could have sat there. <laughs> it's more dramatic if you come from the bushes. <laughs> Quick question for you. How do we feel about Pete Pizzi? Yeah, Red Pete. I love Amanda Pete's. She had a baby and I want to have sex with her. That's how I feel about <laughs> it. <laughs> that is, that is well, as you can tell, offers. As you can tell from Zach Braff's character, that's the most attractive thing. Uh, I want to suck on the breasts that have the milk in them because that's and my breast udder. milk. I love udder, I love udder cream. Udder cream, udder gel. Now, I love he did use his weakness, which is his legs. Like, he's like, ha, ah, motherfucker, I'll grab your legs. You're not going to expect that. But it's also like, it makes sense because if it was like he was in a normal situation where the guy had functioning legs, grabbing the legs wouldn't necessarily work as well because he's used to having legs. How much muscular uh, uh, damage would he have from pretending to be disabled for 15 years? He'd have to, like, I... work them out constantly when he gets home yeah but you but you but he needs to make sure that they look disabled you know what i mean like yeah well i think he'd always just wear pants but he doesn't we've seen him naked in this movie oh that's true how come no yeah how did no one not know people that? have sex with him well this is in the you know when you're in the situation and then just takes the dick out and puts mayonnaise on it like an empire record right we've already established that they're distracted <sighs> by his arms they are distracted by his arms and his arms. face that burger hamburger yeah. <laughs> it's all coming together but like you know what i mean like how much damage like I get it like well, when he's he alone to, like... he can walk around when he's at home because he doesn't live with anyone but the other Could he be going the other to see, 18 like, hours of the day like a physio person who would like exercise his legs for him no people do that don't they would they I don't think he get, like, would gangrene and stuff gangrene yeah like, if your legs are sort of sitting there and not doing anything like the, you'd have to go get the massage to move around yeah I guess but I don't think the Bateman here is going to go through maybe he will go through that all oh, the whole effort hold up if he was actually just, <laughs> no like no leg use at all is yeah. that possible that that's something that like they could probably I love the possibly... show he's watching on TV by the way I think I thought <laughs> I thought one of the first shots there was like a whale I'm like does he have a whale too <laughs> it actually was a whale and yes yes he does <laughs> Um, uh, don't you love how sleazy bachelors always have the same room in with, every like, movie with the mirror behind, behind yeah. the bed and yeah. the expensive Egyptian cotton sheets? And, the like, one in Black Annie was pretty. Blanny, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yes, Black Annie with Jamie Foxx. No. And Cameron Diaz. Haven't seen it. Well, you're fucking missing out. We Fair do a life. stellar episode on that, like we're doing on this. Nice. Ryan, do you know the bike can't bend? Um, no, I know the rims on the bike the don't bend. I like how he has a little right? holder for his oh. drink. Now, this is the scene. This is the scene. Where in a normal in- encounter in life, or in a film, Amanda, uh, 
this scene would go down in a few ways, but usually all of them the same, yes. which is if <laughs> if you got told that your son-in-law cost you your job and lied about it by not telling the truth and then told you the truth after the fact that it could do nothing after he's been fucking around your, your child in a marriage sense and throwing your, you know, idolized son down a flight of stairs, you almost have a heart attack, but then... You're fine. <laughs> like, you're fine about that it. really got me. <laughs> Look at this. Like they, they get they have there's, an emotional scene. There's from it. no reason to be like <laughs> He's actually out the scene goes, Dad, uh father father in law, I yeah. fucked I fucked you over. Ooh. Oh no, I'm having a heart attack. Oh <laughs> And then he's like, Are you okay? Are you okay? I always hated that ad ad anyway. <laughs> it was shit ass. You're right. We're friends. They're getting You're ice cream. You're all right, kid. Where's, and they hug. where's your daughter who hates me for reasonable reasons? Oh, she's getting ice cream. Go get her, champ. Let's hug, son. <laughs> Thanks, dad. By the way, remember when I threw that crippled man down the stairs? Yeah, it's, forget about it. Fuck it. <laughs> who are these kids? Right, well, they need the rims to break. That's what I mean. It's like, it's not good enough. But it's it is still enough. an unappreciated masterpiece. But an unappreciated masterpiece. <laughs> I there was are things at... that do work and don't work, and the things that don't work can strengthen the things that do work. So yeah, in this hair. in this sequence, Amazing. I was laughing mm. when he dodged the cars because I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be fun. They're gonna cut away, and it's like not gonna lead to anything." And oh then, yeah, and then and then but it, then he crashes then... the bike, and I was kind of like, "Oh." My story is: I like the fact that these there's all these adults in the background that do not look. I don't care. And also, I want to know the story of the guy whose car that is. Like, you know, what's their story? Is it is it a tragedy? It belongs... Can you imagine, you know, can you imagine coming outside, you're about to start your day of work, you know, you work, oh, you know, unfortunately, you work at the poor cripple orphanage, and you have to go there by car only, and you see that happen <laughs> to your car? You can't um, come to hold work. Hold on, could we, uh... Time. Go back to like just a different person in the same universe. Yeah. Gee, I really want a kid, but I want it to be crippled. <laughs> and poor. I should go to the crippled orphanage. Excuse me. <laughs> I didn't say that. I said poor crippled orphanage, so they're also poor. <laughs> and blind. So when you adopt them, you don't inherit you their saying, money. You like there are people that don't want to adopt disabled children? That's so I'm bad, Martin. I'm But like... Is there a specific... How did the Hunchback of Notre Dame happen? You know, he got adopted out. He kidnapped out. a baby. He adopted a baby because... Through kidnap. No. <laughs> Without pain. No, 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 no. Well, in the oh, animated wait. version, in the animated version, the uh, Friar Tucker character, the head of Notre Dame's like, the only way to redeem yourself is to raise this, raise this child as your own. And since Judge Frollo is a judge, he's illegally, he's legally allowed to do it. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. You, he didn't, I mean, he did kill the mum and that's bad. That's <laughs> the thing that I remember. Spoilers. Just going back to this A movie, few hundred years old, but what's go go Yeah, right. What's going on? It is. So, she's... Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> you said, yeah, right, like... No, yeah, no. right, sure, right. I always a like few hundred years <laughs> old, it's 180 years old. Get it together, right? For me the day. It was horrible. Um, yeah, so she's now Wesley's lawyer. Yeah. Is that just to sign the contract, or is that to sue Zach Braff? I actually was wondering the same thing. <laughs> I got the impression that it was kind of a... <gasps> what's, that, what's that term where you can't go near someone? 
Restraining order. Restraining order, yeah, like yeah, lawyer. Yeah. But because it's like early, earlier they were saying a thing of like, oh, you can't go near me, I'll get my lawyer. And it was like, oh, is that the, is that what they do? Oh, I, I, that situation earlier, Amanda, about your panties, mm. here's something else that might <laughs> seal the deal. If I also said later, I didn't actually orgasm, I faked it, would that clench it? <laughs> uh, look... <laughs> Would you come to Barcelona with me? No. And also, would you travel to Barcelona with me? I think at this point, I probably would have punched you. Um, if, if, I'm in a wheelchair, Amanda. That's offensive. Uh, there are people too. Oh, good. So yeah. I could punch them. Yes. Great. Yeah. I can't wait to see the next person in a wheelchair. It's give like, them a good okay. old punch so in the face. So the other face. day, I was saying to someone, I was like, this sounds horrible, but there was a girl I used to work with, and I'm like, she was an asshole. And I'm like, it's hard to say that about someone in a wheelchair, because everyone goes, Amanda. She's in a, she's in a wheelchair. wheelchair. And I was like, that, that doesn't mean that she's a nice person. It's like one of my favourite episodes yeah. of King of the Hill in which the um, late like ocean neighbour moves next door and he hates him, not because he's Asian, just because he's a jerk. And all of them are like, oh, you can't do that. That's racist. Like, no, I don't hate the man <laughs> because he's Chinese. Late ocean! Okay, because he's whatever that is. I hate him because he's a jerk. Yeah. Um, I was just... that, is it a tiny, tiny burger? No. Put arms on that. <laughs> Put and, it on wheels. And it's Wait, Bateman. so they Jason Bateman died from that bus accident. Now they're using him in this. I ad? actually thought that Jason. They didn't show Jason Bateman. Like the credits came on. It's like, oh, so he's dead. Okay. Interesting way what? to end. The, interesting. Well, hold on. Interesting way to end the movie, and then a little square screen pops up with the credits of him with broken legs. I could have sworn that was before the credits. No. It's during ah, the credits. That, I didn't, I didn't wait for like, that the credit of... No, no, like, it's a pre... It, like, it's a early credits cut scene that's, that's showing with the credits, but it's like, the director comes up, like, directed by blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, so he's dead. Interesting. Interesting. You know, it's like when you watch... Again, Dodgeball. At the end of Dodgeball, during the credits, you see um, Ben Stiller's character is now fat, and then he sings My Humps. With his <laughs> lovely <Yeah>. lady lumps. <laughs> uh, I love how you, you never see the gift he got him either. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I give you my yes, Paul? And then, no gift. <laughs> oh, yeah, what did he give? I want to know. <laughs> he gave him nothing. The joy that keeps I, on giving. I didn't think of that. And then, here we are. The baby has not aged still. That's good. I feel mm. like what has only been a month, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Wild month. Yeah. So you said you're gonna feel something. Um, I can't remember now. The fake orgasm. Uh, Moist. Yeah, interesting one. Like, anyway, um, well, let's not go there. <laughs> no, no, my my theory was like this movie. It's like they have an idea and they're like, oh, quickly, let's just move. Like, we need something here that propels this bit, but they just don't give it. Slap time. on the butt. Yeah. yeah. Did you know the writers of this movie have disowned the movie because the script that they wrote got um, changed and they don't blame the director because he's talented that the Hollywood machine changed their vision. I find that very hard to believe. You it know? just doesn't seem like, I don't know, there's a few... Lo- David and Michael Handelman, you know, love that. Ted's got hope. You know, it's ah, it's great. Boy. So, see, Bartek, the credits come up, and you're like, oh, so I guess he's dead. Okay, and then you turn off the... Oh, well, oh my God, oh, Barcelona! Right. It is in the 
Oh my god, and you know what I love? He's dressed for Barcelona. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he like, looks like he's dressed to go to like a country club. Or like Africa <laughs> on safari. Yeah. No, he's dressed for Barcelona because of the hat. Also, based on how he was hit by that bus, I'm surprised only the legs are damaged if anything you know, that did is... get damaged. Well, his penis might be damaged. Funny we enough. can't see that. Because well, he got hit side on. Depends on the angle that he's sitting on. So did he get like hit... Roll over to have like his head on the like sidewalk, and then the bus drove over his legs. Yeah, that's exactly what happened, man. Okay. And where's the wheelchair? Well, he's he's walking on it now. So this movie has the amazing thing at the end, of course. I mean, I imagine you watched till the end of the credits. Uh, and a little cutscene, you know. That's that's something to look forward to, guys. Oh, there are still bloopers coming up, though. Aren't there? Oh boy, yeah. Oh, some, I didn't see the bloopers. Some bloops and I some cuts. It off at this point. I'm not Why would you do that, Amanda? The dog was having a tantrum. You're a tantrum. <laughs> the dog was tantrum. just. The dog was just like Amanda, calm down. And you're like, <laughs> oh, it's having a tantrum, guys. I better stop ripping my hair out and screaming back and forth. Well, Ryan, by the time the movie was over and you watched the credits, you realised it was 2029, in fact. It was 29, 29. It's been a long time. So, yeah. we're going to get to our reviews and ratings. Mm. Uh, Bartek, I'd love to hear from you first. All right. Chip Sanders, wonder if it's related to Bernie. Ah, uh, because his last name's Sanders. Oh, or Colonel. Well, I was about to say the <laughs> Colonel Sanders. Or, hey, there is a Colonel. That's right, Paul Hogan's character. <laughs> not Paul Hogan's <laughs> character. Sure, sure. I'm not convinced. There were two baby Olivers. <laughs> there was a two-month... Oh, and wish. there was a different one for six months, right? So it did age? No, oh, it's changed. Oh, my God, it aged. Wait a second. That tells us how many months passed. <gasps> two months since they moved from like, two New months, York to Ohio. And then Ohio. plus that by six, that's eight. So there when they go. moved to Ohio, it was two months later. Or, or they got a two-month-old baby to play the newborn baby. Because they didn't have the newborn baby credit. That's a good point. That's a damn good point. Wait, but then, like Bartek's review, no, no, that's about no, to happen. No, but why would no, the character no, be called baby two months, two months yeah. not the actor two months? What? <laughs> no. Because no, the no, character no, 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 was no, Oliver at two months. You, know, you didn't hear me. We Oliver, did. Wrong. <laughs> Oliver was not credited as Oliver newborn and then actor. It was Oliver two months, Oliver six months. If there was a different baby it's saying they got a two-month-old baby... For the newborn baby to play. They're like, you know what I mean by that? Like, they don't have credited. No. From what I'm going on the credits, there's no creditation for the newborn baby, which they did have very early but, on. But, so, but, but, Ryan, the parenthesis was on the side of the character, not the actor. I know that. So that means that that baby was two, two months, months old. But why was the no, so you're saying, so you fucking, you're just, what you're fucking saying to me is a two month old baby got out of her vagina. In this Look, movie. right, I don't know yes. why they did that, but I'm saying that for the majority of the film, yes. it had to have been the two month old baby. No, no, no. Because yeah. then what would it be at the end? No, but what you're telling me now is, no what you're telling guy. me Right, this is the film's paradox, oh, not mine. No, fuck on. There was a newborn <laughs> there baby. Wasn't a newborn. There was, I know that, Ryan. It's not, Thank you. Bye I can't justify it. The film has to do so that. So even if there wasn't a living newborn baby, the baby that came out at the start of the movie should be credited as Oliver it Newborn. It should. Two months. But they didn't. It's just two months. So what the movie... This is brilliant. You know, this is what the credits are for. <laughs> <laughs> the movie's saying to us that she was, in fact, 11 months pregnant. Yes. Exactly. And when she... <laughs> yes. And the baby stayed two months old. And that's Four why when months. it came out, 
That's why when if it came out, if there's it anything so I've learned, if there's anything I've learned from mystery fiction, is that when you remove the impossible, no matter how improbable, only the truth remains. And that's why it was a real big surprise when she did give birth because they thought she wasn't going. Now, why did she took the drugs? Is she just pretending to be pregnant? The water came out in the nine months, and she just put duct tape over and went. No, you're no, staying no, in there, kiddo. The sassy nurse was in on it all along. But you can see my confusion. The yeah? baby yes. is the So what the movie's saying is the baby that we meet is technically a newborn baby, but is in fact two months old. Yes. yes. And that means that almost no time passed between them moving from New York to Ohio because it was still two months old. That's what I was still stating. <laughs> I see. Ah. We've, re- we've reached the truth. No matter how improbable, it's all that And then remains. there was a six-month baby. So uh, There is only one truth. <laughs> And then was that baby technically eight months old? Are they counting that as six months in total now? Well, no, because you know what I mean by that. They moved to Ohio the same month that the baby was born, according to the credits, Ryan. Aha! Uh-huh. So, so it four was a three-month-old baby by that point. It's huh? very interesting that they have you know three two-month baby and then six-month baby because it's not like they have like you know chip thirty-three <laughs> years and chip thirty-three in six months. You're right. You know what I mean? What are these double standards? And they, and they didn't have they didn't have chips brother that appeared only in a photo listed either. Well, it was a twin brother. I was actually, here's another one of those plot thingies that I thought You thought that he didn't have a twin, that it was actually him being both as well? I thought that too. And then like, he had to get rid of that when he became, for some reason he had to get rid of that at a point, so it's like, oh, he died. Here's the thing I want to know, just before I reviews, I know it's been a while. Um, I love the fact that Jason um, Bateman's parents must have been in on this on some level because he was doing it during school. They're his parents. He had an accident when he was a teenager that needed him in a wheelchair for a while. And he then proceeded to keep (laughs) using the wheelchair. So his parents must... Because, think about it. He was an active guy. He was in cheerleading. He was in all of these big social events throughout the entirety of his life. His parents must have been aware because they're his parents. They're the ones who had to take Unless him to the hospital. Were, they're the ones who had to deal with this. They're the ones who would have gotten the information Unless about he lied it. to them or were killed his, them. Were his parents ever acknowledged in the film? He had to have had... Oh, yes. Because his parents moved. That's what he said. When my parents moved here... Nobody knew me, so I just decided to milk it because they didn't know that he wasn't it because he claimed that he's been like this since he was five, but he only was in fact when he was 15. Then, Ryan, you do have have precedent to say all this. I feel like... Oh, he is a great sequence. But I just... How does that get... This movie get made and someone hasn't pulled that up? Yeah. Don't you like your movie to end where they're just eating food and just having a jolly good time? But wait a moment. Here's the plot twist. Oh, I did see this. Oh my god, it's the running of the bulls. But oh my god, there he is! <laughs> what a fucking twist. Yeah, I, I did see this, Ryan. Uh, so, um, there you go. Uh, but just happens to change it to Spanish news. Bartek, well, he is Spanish. His name is... You're Marco. fucking... You're fucking racist, I'm you know not. that? I learned fucking... a Spanish word today. Oh, that means you're not! There you go, nailed it! That's not why I said that, but yes. I learned hola as well. <laughs> I learned the Polish word for Russ. <laughs> so, Bartek, let's eventually now get on to your <gasps> review. Alright, well, we, we've, we've squeezed out the movies, so now let's squeeze out the reviews. I did <laughs> squeeze hard. Like poopy. Um, like poopy. This film is... 
it well Ryan it's not your review yet do you want to go first you said you really wanted to hear mine first okay sorry motherfucker sorry I'm, I'm sorry just... for the swearing everyone sorry, I said an sorry um <laughs> no MFs uh this film is emotional like Ryan said very rudely but I was going to say that this movie is mysterious, unpredictable, and VG. Very good. I think that... Yeah. I think that this film deserves a lot, a lot, a lot more credit. This is one of the few films that we've done on this show that does not have a Polish IMDb page. <gasps> This is a case where one of the most fruitful Wikipedia language page, like sites, the pl.wikipedia, doesn't acknowledge this film. And that is crazy, considering all the things it does acknowledge. It is also a film in which, if you look it up, it's called The X. That's five letters, guys. And it can cover a lot of things. Like, it could be people complaining about their exes. It... And there are other films that have V and X in it. And it has two E's in it. That's like a repetition of a letter. E-E. Just like the character in Metal Gear Solid 2, but that's a story for another day. What I want to say is that this is a film that is very hard to come by online. Like, Ryan was, like, joke. Like, when Ryan was researching this film, he was like, I wonder if there are any copies of this film illegally online. Just, just, he wanted to look for them just so he could spite people for downloading it. Yeah. But he couldn't find any. Which, yeah. on, yeah. which on one level is a sign of respect, but it's also a sign that it isn't really being acknowledged. This is, a, this is a film that I don't think we can say society hates, because I think it's more a film that society doesn't know about. Yeah. And, look... I'm saying all this, but you're all like, okay, fair enough. But is it a film that's actually good? Yeah, it is good. <laughs> it's a fantastic film. It is a film that deals with relationships, which, oh, that's a very common thing. No. Listen, stop doing the stupid voice for some reason. It is a film that is brilliant. It covers the idea of deceit. Deceit that is very deep-rooted. We talked about it a little bit in Over Her Dead Body, which also had Paul Rudd in it, where the character played by American Pie Guy, I forgot his name, what is it? Jason Biggs. No, Jason Bates. I went to say Biggs. I was thinking Bateman. Jason Biggs, was it? Bateman Biggs, yeah. Yes. Played by Bebe Big, where he was living, what was it, like multiple years Ooh. pretending to be gay? Yeah, like... Five years. Five years pretending to be gay just to get with the girl that he was gay pals with. And it's we never gonna work. And see, we're seeing right here a person you who hasn't seen that, the film you think that. is saying it's never gonna work. Now, here is a film where someone for fifteen years was pretending to be crippled. How is that gonna work? You need to see the film to see how they sell it. Ryan mentioned earlier, and I, this is tying into his opinion, but I, I, I'll accept it. I'll give it a tick <sighs> or a circle if you're in Japan. This is a film. That says, hey, this guy is pretending for 15 years, and we're going to make it work. But people don't know about this. Now you know. Now you can check it out. Ideally, you checked it out while we were watching this film. So you know it's good, and you don't really need my review. But for all of you out there, and there are a lot of you out there, and this is completely fine. Too I many. do it too. You listen to the f- episode and learn about the film. Now you have everything you need to fully understand it. You can watch it yourself, and you'll understand exactly why this film is one of the greatest films ever made. And if I have to give this film a rating, I'm going to give it a 
big old breath out of a masturbateman. You fucking stole my breath. Can I just say one thing? That was no. amazing. But It was you, hard in the beginning, but it you got have, used to it. You have a button that is just yeah. hanging on the edge there. Yeah. It's living on She's the edge. talking about his shirt, guys. This is great audio commentary. It's so, so good. Amanda, yeah. since you're already on a roll with it's buttons, a new shirt too. tell us about... Oh, I love it. It's just like, it's just dangling there. Today. Well, you've got your buttons undone. Get it together. <laughs> I can see a bit of your singlet <laughs> through that. What a heart. Hey, Brian, in a hypothetical universe, that's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the guy in a wheelchair that's got her panties who wants to fight. In a hypothetical universe. <laughs> uh, I just uh, semi-quoted uh, Cruel Intentions with I Wanna Fuck. That's a classic Sarah Michelle Gellar line. By the way, Amanda, Trademark. nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Amanda, we're all meeting you now. Let's meet your review and your rating of your choice. Uh, look, I Fucking hell, Amanda, stop breaking <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, I'm like, hey, Amanda, let's get, let's hear your review. Just break my fucking stuff that's on the table. It's a sign of her passion, right? Okay, man is man is Italian. That means she's passionate about pasta. And this movie had yogurt in it. I like yogurt, and it looked like a good yogurt too. It was a strawberry, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to say. No, he said strawberry. That's my favorite. Oh, I like raspberries. Then yes. (laughs) Um, you're already off to a bad start my review uh look you know as far as uh (laughs) as far as movies go that you know should get more uh acknowledgement it does have a lot going for it (laughs) that's a lot that's not going for it but oh look i'll stick to the positives um it has the quirky kid next door with a really weird mouth that can swallow hamburgers whole it's a win it's got paul rudd sporting some pretty some pretty massive bling that I missed the first time, but really appreciated the second time around. Um, the movie's so good, I've watched it twice now. Um, actually, thrice. Like a lady. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, so, look, uh, all up, uh, I'm probably going to give it one and a half dangly buttons. Out of? Five. <laughs> That's very low. <laughs> Can I talk you? Can I talk you up? <laughs> two and a half. Okay. Let's be reasonable. Okay, now, now let's be reasonable. How about three and a half? Oh, no, I'll do three. No, two three? and... Two. No, three? Wait, lock it on three. Let's three. lock on three. Okay, four. Three dangly buttons. Four? Nah, three. Four and a half? I want three. Come on, four and a half? Three. Come on, Amanda. We came all the way out here. We can do four and a half. 3.4. Okay, how about this? How about this? How about this? I'm in a wheelchair. Four and a half. You get, oh, actually, you get a calculator. Jason Bateman's... Um, Dick, four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> arms and hamburger head. No, he's. Uh, I did enjoy um, him being quite evil, so I will. I'll raise it up to three and a half. How about you already this? have three and a half. How, How about this? You get a calculator. You put in the number two. You mm. put. You take a picture Oops. of it. You put it on Microsoft Paint, and then you flip the image like you know horizontally, and then it looks like a five. How about five? <laughs> five out of five. I'm going to give it three and three quarters. How about five and a half out of five? <laughs> Three, An extra bit. Three, three quarters. Well, we're not going to budge her on this. She said five and a half, nailed it. So, now we're up to my review, the deadliest one of them all. Did I like the X? Did I hate it? You're about to find out. Well, yeah, you said you already loved the X. What are we being shush for? I did love it. There you go. Like, I, just wanted, I said you're about to find out, and you're like, you, you did. Don't interrupt. It's a, it's a, it's what we in the industry call a cliffhanger. And there you go. It's the answer is climbing. It's called yes. Delivery and cliffing. Broken. So and Ryan, we call this being. A okay, let climb. me braff onto the audience's ears now. Oh. Guys, Zach Braff's in this movie as a lead actor. 
I have not felt this joyous Can since I've seen Topher Grace as a lead actor in a movie. Should Topher Grace have been in this movie as his long dear, dear, dear long lost brother? Maybe. <laughs> I think that this movie is a masterclass of cinema. It brings about everything that one needs in a comedy. It is strong. It shows the love between a couple and the mistrust that can form even in the strongest of relationships. I think that the intensity of Zach Braff's character is warranted. He's going through a very interesting period of time right now. I think we've all at one point in our lives had to pretend to be somewhere else or at least or at least filter ourselves in a way that we wouldn't like to for the benefit of people we know or people that we want the respect of and I think it's a very interesting issue in life to tackle in a comedy and to have an antagonist figure in the mix of that is quite brave. Getting Jason Bateman of all people who he has played jerks, he's played jerks quite a few times, but playing a truly unlikable person, which is very hard because he's such a likable guy. Some people still remember him as that tiny little kid actor and you know, and they see him in Teen Wolf 2 and having a fun time and now they see him in a wheelchair, and they think, wow, did he have an accident? No, that's acting. And uh, <laughs> Why are you laughing? It's true. Because, right, timing and delivery. You did good. Wasn't a joke. I did bad, I guess. And uh, now, this movie raises a lot of questions, and you know what I appreciate about it? In a world where every movie is a setup to another movie that makes questions that they will answer in the next installment, this movie sets up questions and answers it boldly enough within the same movie. I think it's brave. I think it's it. I think it's you know it's changing the mold of comedy. Yes, it is eleven years old, and it's still challenging what comedy means today. If I had to give this a rating, if I had to Amanda, if I had to Bartek, if I had to audience, which I do, because uh, that's the structure, I would give this. You're delaying, Ryan. <laughs> I was actually about to say what it was. Now you made me mind blank. You motherfucker, Bartek. Now I'm gonna pull excuses, one out of. Excuses, I'm gonna now pull excuses. one out of my Jason Bateman wheelchair bot. Um, I will give this. Still delaying. Fuck off. <laughs> if you want, okay. I'm gonna give me a gut review. I'm gonna give a gut rating. I'm gonna give it a shut the fuck up, Bartek. Out of please. Still delaying. I gave you my. Re- I gave you my rating just then. Good rating, Ryan. Clap, clap, clap. Thanks. Uh, we did mention earlier no one claps uh, in the. Uh, we we foreshadowed that. So I, guys, I'm not going to apologize. You should I'm gonna apologize. Write, I'm going to write you a note. I'm, I'm going to mushawaki you. We barely talked about mushawakiing, but some people mushawakied on on IMDb. They wrote reviews of their own, and IMDb is a great place to f- look at reviews because the thing about it is no one really reads those on IMDb, so there's no filter for the people who write on IMDb because they're in their own little worlds. I've got a series of reviews here that range from positive to negative or middling. Uh, I'm going to start straight off with an 8-star review called Not Bad Actually, and it's from 2008. That's a bad name for a review. Not Bad Actually, and it's an 8-star review from 2008. So the movie, think about it, it's been out for two years, so it's got the reception, it's already... Wanted so the title makes sense, Amanda. So um, stop criticizing a critic. Um, it starts as such. <clears throat> Apologize. 
I must say that I was pleasantly surprised by the way this movie turned out, and judging by the reviews, I was just expecting an average flick. While the story may not be the best in the world, but the execution is good, Braff is in his scrubs form. Jason Bateman is hilarious, and so is the rest of the cast. There are quite a few laugh-out-loud moments in here. This flick has a nice mixture of subtle wit and slapstick, while the other bad rev- uh, why the other bad reviews then you ask? Four exclam- uh, four question marks after that statement, so that's a big ask is asking us, okay? Well, let's just say that the movie is not kind to the disabled, and is pretty much a reminder of how we treat them differently. Or, of course, not in a bad way, but the extra niceness is my point. (laughs) (laughs) So what they're trying to say in this is, we treat disabled people in a different way, not treating them in necessarily a bad way, but we treat them in a bad way by how nicely we treat them. Like how you were saying earlier, Amanda. Yeah, and some people will detest that. Well, summing it up, it is a good movie which does not have gross-out humour a good cast. <laughs> it does not have Chris <laughs> A good cast. An okay, if not completely believable script, and is good for lightening lightening up the mood for a weekend. Eight stars is overshooting it, but what can I say? I'm a fan of Scrubs and Arrested Development, and the movie is way underrated. Did you write that? <laughs> no. <laughs> but pre- prepare yourself. Because there's another eight-star review, and this one contains spoilers, Amanda, in case you... That title looks a lot longer than the last one. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Should have kept the name Fast Track, but... uh... (laughs) (laughs) But other than that, it's a decent movie, but maybe it is because I saw an uncensored version. That's the title. That's the title. (laughs) First off, the X... (laughs) You okay there? We should make a movie adaptation of this review. First off, (laughs) and call it something completely different. First off, the X retitling of this movie isn't accurate. The main woman has sex with Chip's character once, and they weren't even dating, so he isn't even an X. Different versions of this film are out there. I've seen the version with most of the scenes others said were deleted. I like this film, and it is funny, if only for the character of Chip. He is in a wheelchair, but he's totally Ah. a jerk. (laughs) It is what gives the movie its meat. Just like a man, you said it. I'll say, I won't say anything. Zach Braff plays the straight man to Jason Bateman's cynically funny handicap role. What a weird way to say that. It has some original ideas, like Chip running the Barcelona running of the bulls in a wheelchair, and I like the kid who could eat a hamburger whole. There were a couple of SNL people around, but they didn't add much to the plot, which was disappointing because they could have. The parents were a bit one-dimensional, but I still enjoyed the film. It was witty, mean-spirited, and not PC. Maybe that is why people didn't like it. I laughed a lot and felt it was a good use of 90 or so minutes. I'd recommend it to others to rent. That's a good recommendation. I'm very glad that they recommended it. But someone here now gave it five stars. Very upset about those five stars. It's called Out of Ten. Not funny or clever, but entertaining because of its characters is the title. So he only gave it one million out of two million. This review contains spoilers again. (sighs) 
Lots of spoilers in these reviews. <clears throat> the spoiler that the last one gave is pretty crappy, though. It's like <laughs> after the fucking credits. <laughs> Running of the bulls. Yeah, it doesn't even reveal that he can walk. <clears throat> I didn't know what to expect from a man from the Amanda Pete. <laughs> Ryan, what country is this review from? The Amanda Pete. The Necropolis. Necro- <laughs> yeah, that's the cemetery? <laughs> you know you can write whatever place you're from. Yeah. We've had several people write they're from Earth on this. Okay. So, mm, I didn't know what to expect from the Amanda Pete. Zach Braff duo. Like They put an awkward spacing there. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Scrubs, but I really like Amanda. It was a coin in the air. I watched this movie when it aired on cable at 12am, the Monday when my vacation started. (laughs) (laughs) So, I decided to give it... Amanda, they decide. They might say so. I decided to give it, a, give it a try. Yeah, I'm decided. So I decided to give it a try. <laughs> the truth is that it follows humor tendencies from some popular sitcoms such as Scrubs, and it mixes it with funny situations from Hollywood comedies. You know, there's something about Mary comes to mind. The thing is that you are forced to feel different things for the main characters. For instance, everything goes wrong for Zach. <laughs> For instance, you are forced to feel things for the characters. <laughs> and here's the example. It is here's the example of that. For instance, everything goes wrong for Zach. That's one sentence as an example. It's like his luck is the worst in the world. Things go wrong at job with <laughs> <laughs> with hot wife. And <laughs> so unlucky. He's got a hot wife. And even and even with his political and even with his political family, everything gets worse when he starts working for his father-in-law. The guy is a mess, but as usually, he decides to change things when everything is possible just happens to him. <laughs> I love the necropolis. Um, so that was me. That was me speaking. Mm. Amanda Pete is the gorgeous wife that takes care of the baby child. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that got me. Soak soak it in. Her life is easy, calmed down, but has plenty of of disagreements with her husband. Her role is not that important in the terms of the plot, but it's the center of attention of the two male leads. Jason Bateman is the a-hole you have to hate. He's rich, young, has a hypocritical attitude, has good luck, a good car, but he can't walk. (laughs) (laughs) He is in love with Pete's character. So, again, there's something about Mary comes to mind. To be honest, the movie is not funny, it's, it's not inventive, it's not alternative. It's just regular comedic feature with a few highlights, but it gets entertainingly, but it gets entertaining only because of the main characters. And that's that review. And I have the last one here called The X, that's in quotation marks, is X. Extraordinary. Oh, see what they did there. <laughs> so they have all caps for when they make these kind of things, so I'm going to have that weird focus there for a reason. This is eight stars. Eight stars. <clears throat> I am awarding this movie an eight out of ten, not because it was uh, not because it was especially enjoyable, nor do I think I would watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> 
forgive me, but it was so unexpected and well-crafted that I think it deserves a high rating. There were a few moments of angst that were had to... There were a few moments of angst that were had to watch. Angst? (laughs) Sorry. The movie redeemed itself in the end. It was filled with fresh twists and a bizarre approach to what might be called a romantic comedy that I have to declare. This is different. I did not I it did not drag and kept me wondering what would happen ne- next spelt with the e x emphasized the, yeah. How would I emphasize that? Next. Um, I don't think I should totally base my rating on how well I liked a movie. I don't think I should base my rating on that. Though I do like this one. I awarded points for a movie taking me by surprise and showing me something I have not seen before. It should also be noted that Zach Braff completely dropped his overinflated ego and really pulled off a convincing performance. Oh, and one more thing. I laughed a lot. That was the most confusing. confusing. Ooh, I, it, I would I'll... never watch it again, but it was fantastic. <laughs> I want Amanda to be on the show when we read the best reviews. <laughs> you <laughs> like a die. best of episode. Get all our favorite reviews. You would die, Amanda. So <laughs> that there, guys, was the X, and you were lucky enough to hear us talk about it, and we were lucky enough to talk to you about it. Yes, you were excellent. Ah, you were. Extraordinary. You exceeded expectations. You are expectations. You are excommunicated from the Catholic Church. Thanks. Exactly. Yeah, get out. <laughs> get out of here, you pope. Or else we'll execute you. Thanks for having me. No. Thanks for uh, coming. <laughs> just no. No problem, Amanda. Take Such a sense. joy to have you on the show, Bartek. As always, a pleasure to be hosting with you. And if you guys want to find any of our stuff, well, you just look up Spit and Polish Presents. We're on iTunes, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Podbean. We're all we're the places. Choose an episode you like. Hey, maybe even tell someone about us that you think might like the show. You know, Amanda, you know, I hear that she's been going around on the street corners late at night, scandally dressed, trying to seduce men into listening to the show. Yeah, that's what I'm doing at it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and, you know, and telling the disabled as well, you know, because they're, they're people, ourselves. they're people too. <laughs> they're not all ourselves. They're people Wait, too who so need when they to listen, listen to, the, to the commentary. When they listen to episodes, does it, like, count as a hit? Yeah. Oh, yeah, then listen, please. Yeah, no, don't listen. We only want it for the hits. <laughs> the only way you can give us hits is if you physically punch the screen that, that has our right. website on it. Are they on to us that we don't actually like these films? And that oh, my we God. Just want, like, no, hits? we love these films. We love the films. We aren't corporate hacks. Yeah. So are you going to give it a thumb up on Netflix then? Um, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it two thumbs up, like Roger Ebert wishes he could do. Can you do two thumbs up? Apparently not. I like this movie. Yay! So, you guys have been fantastic, amazing, wonderful listening people. Uh, as always, remember to be kind to each other. Mm. Um, Ryan, you know how your... Yeah, yes. Co- correct. You know how your collection of unappreciated masterpieces burnt down that one time? Yeah. Um, I was the one responsible for the incident. <laughs> And you didn't tell anyone and let me take the blame? I, you see, I, I didn't want to get fired, so... Oh, my heart! Oh! Oh! I forgive you, man. That's Thanks. okay. Love you, son. Oh, I was gonna make, good kid. I was going to make out with you, but then when you said son, I decided not to. We already established that that's okay for me. Let's oh, do it. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs>
Okay, that was a good grunt. Now can we make out already, please? This is good improvising. <laughs> Love is all about improvisation. You just make it up along the way. You don't pre-plan a fingering. <laughs> <laughs> you don't call an appointment? No. <laughs> it's oh, well, just, hello, I'd, I'd like to I'd like to finger please. No, with a fingering, you just drop in. <laughs> at at 3 p.m. On Sunday. Uh, can we do it at 3.45 with that? Is that okay with you? Yeah, uh, that's okay. I've already got a booking, but I could fit in another. Yeah? No, I don't want a booking. I want a fingering. <laughs> oh, boy. And that's been Polish's bit on fingering. Till next time, kiddos. Adios. Remember to clean your nails.